0: and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Right, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening
2: to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and
1: good night. Hey! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd. With me, I have our other host, Rich Lotto. What's going on, man?
0: Not much, man. Just been playing a lot of the show, 20 MLB. Um, oh I created a closing pitcher uh, and did another road to the show, so now I have uh, a, a, a shortstop and then I have a closer. So I pitched an entire season in a day yesterday. And did uh, you send was, this stuff? No. I, I pitched 56 appearances or whatever in, in, in relief. Uh, about 112 innings, uh, there, and I ended up with like 48 saves or something like that because they weren't all save opportunities, bro. And I'm you, in for the played, next season now. You
1: played how many simulated innings of of video game baseball?
0: Uh, so I pitched 112 innings, like combined.
1: We gotta find you something else to do. Anyway, yes. Anyway, seeing that, like, we just saw. What is probably going to be the worst show in WWE this year and probably in a couple of years? Uh, um, we decided to bring Jeremy on. You know, we didn't expect this to happen, but it did. And, uh, you know, luckily, you know, we have some familiarity, so we can call this the fuck out of here draft 2019 and a half. What's going <laughs> on, Jeremy?
3: <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I... Just
1: do, amazing. Do we, do we, initial, initial thoughts on this abomination of a show this travesty in professional wrestling I don't even know if you can call it professional wrestling It, it, it it's something that looks like professional wrestling except like it's deformed it's like what, what if we had like the worst version of like everything that is like the worst professional wrestling and put it all together and stir it in a pot and give it to people for like two and a half hours like that's what this show kind of was
0: it's crazy man
3: yeah, this was this, this awful.
0: <laughs> we got a lot more besides that um, to get to. But first, you guys uh, should know that support for One Nation Radio and Social Suplex Podcast Network is brought to you by Manscaped. Of course. <laughs> You know, uh, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming? Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over the technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. And don't forget, you get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code suplex at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code word suplex. Your balls will thank you. And we'll probably talk about Manscaped later in the show too.
1: I, I, I'm, you know, you're talking about the manscape thing, and I'm wondering, like, as far as genital grooming, right, would being a, I I don't know the exact term, it's a person that works at a spa, you know, waxing and shaving pubes and assholes for two and a half hours. Would that be a worse waste of, uh, would that be, uh, Hundred and fifty minutes than watching this pay per view. I know you're going to say I, I understand. Yes, I would rather watch Fresh Wrestling than, than, than shave assholes. But it was. You might taken, the ass. way I feel right now. I would take it under consideration.
0: I mean, yeah, you, you are getting paid to shave the assholes. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Look, Good point. they're taking our money for this somehow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I yes, yes, yes yes t- yes yes at 9.99 every single month for me to watch one of their shows i watch their pay-per-views and like occasionally i get suckered into watching an hour here or there of raw or actually not even smackdown i almost never watch smackdown but like i get i get suckered in Kyrie sane oscar um, Sasha or Bailey having some match, Rey Mysterio is doing something, there's always some one, there's always just one fucking hook every single, every other week that gets me to like tune in and, and then, then I watch like, it for an hour or two and I'm just like this and fucking Then they shit. don't give you a finish Yeah, yeah And then I'll go to the pay-per-view and i watch pay-per-view and I'm like, yo, how are the pay-per-views worse than the TV?
0: Man. The reason why ratings are down right now Yeah Right. So I guess before before we get to extreme rules, like um James, uh I was on Keeping Strong Style this week with Jeremy and oh, yeah. you know, we we drew a lot of um excitement I would say with that episode. Um and, you know, I'm willing to stand behind pretty much everything I said, uh, on that show. I know there were some, some interesting reactions from um, you know, different shows <clears throat> across um, you know, the, the wrestling landscape and It seems like we're on one side and, you know, some other folks is on the the other side. But James, uh, how how about it? Evil, IWGP, double double champion, both belts, triple champion, three belts.
1: Yeah. So we all started, or not we, me and Rich started watching New Japan for Wrestling, uh, in 2015, uh, because of Russell Kingdom nine and, I saw the Bushi in Nakamura match and the Okada in um, Tanahashi match, and I felt like these are two of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. The wrestling at this different level is dangerous. It kind of scares me while watching this thing, but like the actual wrestling, aside from the some of the bits of hyper violence, is like some of those crisps, crispest, um, best te- technical professional wrestling I've ever seen at pace and speed, and it had like everything I wanted out of and the emotion it had, like, everything I wanted out of, like, some of the best of, like, the Daniel Bryan, CM Punk stuff, but it was either on a higher level, or way higher level. And ultimately, like, that kind of wrestling scared the <coughs> shit out of me because it's like, I don't know if I can watch this kind of wrestling and then, like, ultimately come back to what I'm watching that I actually enjoyed at the time with WWE because, like, the wrestlings that... Uh, I love it. I feel like I watch it. I'll be desensitized to anything I fucking watch in WWE. Flash forward to five years from now, and I am mainlining, uh, stardom in New Japan, <laughs> uh, like on an extensive basis, and I almost never watched the main roster. And a part of that is because of, like, I am so disenfranchised with, or so disillusioned by the bullshit that this man puts on his television that I am now, in order to have the quote unquote feel good of the dopamine rush of high quality wrestling, I, dip into New Japan, I dip into AEW, I dip into NXT, I dip into Stardom, I dip into Seedling, and so forth, wherever else uh, stuff that I see. So, the main part of that is the best wrestling promotion that I have watched in any stretch of time ever is New Japan Pro Wrestling from January 4th, 2015 until... <laughs> I guess it might still be going, I don't fucking know. Uh, so, <laughs> In that is the Kenny Omegas, the Kazuchika Okada's, the Tetsuya Naito's, the, uh, Tana, the Hiroshi Tanahashi's, the Kota Ibushi's, the Shingo Takagi's, Moro Suzuki's, all of that, all these great wrestlers that um, have charisma that is off the charts and have people losing their minds every you know every <laughs> time they they're put to task to have a, a big match and while watching these shows, there are these other guys and they're the other guys that are either younger or not established or they're missing one crucial piece. So they, so as far as like getting that kind of connection with the fan base to, um, from the domestic, uh, crowd there, or even, um, for the people that are watching stateside or from the rest of the world, they're just on the level below that, or to even two or three levels below that. But like, they're good wrestlers. Evil is one of those good wrestlers that's not even in the fucking same ballpark as the top of New Japan, um, and he's shown it over and over again for five fucking years. Um, so for this guy to become the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, I I find it to be fucking disgusting. I um I find it I, I find it offensive. Uh, he's just not there for a for me, the time I've watched it like this is just it's nonsense you mean it's the never double it's champion, never
0: ever right? been sorry you mean the double champion
1: yeah double champion <laughs> it, it makes it yeah. worse it makes no like yeah the, you know double champion, but like, i'm mostly talking about the i david the big bill. champion because like for me as a fan like these last 5 years is always like no matter how many times they've you know, done fuck shit with WWE to where, like, oh, let's squash Kofi in eight seconds. Oh, let's have the champion, let have, have him just swap, uh, let's have him just swap belts on, um, brands like they're fucking, like, swapping rentals for the weekend. Like, it's just, that was the North Star, that was like, no matter what happens, I always know that One of the best wrestlers in the world will be holding that belt and he will be super charismatic. He will be a superstar. He will feel legendary. None of that shit applies to evil. (laughs) He's a fucking guy. And yeah, what, makes it work, what makes it work? makes it work? Sorry, I, 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 I'll give you time to elaborate. Look, but y'all had an hour to do your thing, but let me get mine off. I have, I have held on to this shit for like a week. So the, the thing about it for me is another part of it is for me is just like he's not no he's not gonna be no legend. We've seen him. We know what his work is and in doing this while i while i'm one of the people that do like the uh the change uh, I like the music I like the fact he's you know taking the hair down I like the I like the fact that he has pants and some nice looking boots on as opposed to that bullshit he was wearing on his feet before right I like I even like the battle skirt I like the new look but this whole entire run in this uh tournament was the worst of evil that i've ever seen Evil was always a guy that would go out there and have he would have a blowy match. He would have a great match occasion when he's in there with that's with someone that's better than him. But usually he goes out there and he gives you three to three and a half star wrestling, and that's that's fine because he's on the mid card. He is now beaten his moreover tech, longtime tag team partner. He beat the best wrestler in the world. And then he beat the biggest star in the company, the uh, the biggest domestic star in the company, all in one wop, all while doing this nonsense and having these matches that are just like, I don't want to watch this shit. And they know no one wants to watch shit. Like, obviously that's the point. However, like, I don't watch New Japan to watch fuck shit. I understand the Bullets Club existence for the last... Six, seven years, or whatever else has been since Balor when they've been doing all this stuff, or in different incarnations of doing all the run in and fuck finishes and, and heavy heat stuff, or whatever else. But if you're going to actually make that guy uh, and try to actually make him a guy, I, I just don't. I just don't buy it, and I don't think they really believe it either. Just they're just doing this. And like, yes, I, there was talk that they were always like this is always going to be Evil's year to some extent, but like. If it's gonna be his year to some extent, like, don't he actually have to, like, you know, if he be at least as good as Jay White? And we spent the past, you know, two years talking about how Jay White's not good enough for for this position. So, I guess that's that's my that's my piece. Like, I just think that like this is fucking dumb.
3: Yeah, we we destroyed this already on keeping a strong style and. Now, one thing I will say, and I think this kind of goes across the board for all of wrestling. I think we have to get out of this mindset that different and surprising is good. Just because they surprise, when people get surprised, like, oh, well, it surprised us. We didn't see it coming. That automatically means that it's a great idea and it's the best thing ever. Like, I'm sorry. Like, just because it was a surprise or different is not make, make it a good call or a good decision. So I think that's one thing that people need to think about, and you know, James, you mentioned Bullet Club and how they have been cheating for the last seven years in their matches, but if you go back and you watch the leaders in big championship matches where there are run-ins, the matches are still good. Um, we we recently watched Balor versus Tanahashi from Dominion mm-hmm. 2013. This was what they were trying to do. Same setup. Balor just formed the Bullet Club. He's coming out of all of them with him. He's facing the top Uh, star in the company, you know he's a junior heavyweight, facing a heavyweight, and there's a bunch of interference and distractions, but the match is so good. The actual wrestling is so good between Tanahashi and Balor Mm -hmm. that it kind of washes away the interference and gets the right kind of heat. And we've seen it with AJ, we've seen it with Kenny and Jay White to an extent, and Evil's just not on the level of any of those previous Bullet Club leaders, and with the the Bullet Club crop that they have in Japan right now, they're just not what Bullet Club was, and so the whole package, it just just doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Um, And To take off your point about, like, the people that conflate new and different with automatically being good, which is, like, (sighs) so dumb, but if you're talking about shaking up a status quo, like evil betraying Naito and becoming the leader of the bullet club or what temporary whatever it is when it comes to jay uh Jay white and Kento when they come back whatever I, whatever we'll f- they'll figure it out eventually but I was with that part like in for him to win the uh the new Japan Cup I was down with that for by him doing it that way like I thought it was good storytelling of the mat- the, the final with Okada. Gato comes out, Yudro fucks him, uh, and then evil takes advantage, and you just are to assume, oh, that's just Gato fucking with Okada, because that's old country beef. And then it turns out, you know, to sweep the fist, and then hits you with, you know, everything is evil, there's your heel turn. I thought that was good. That part, I'm perfectly fine with. But... Naito getting his ass beat for, you know, 38 minutes or probably like, um, 30 minutes out of a 38 minute match. <laughs> like, it's just, it's it just like, no, man. Like, I don't, I don't want to watch three star wrestling for 40 minutes almost. Like, that is the shits. Like, we clown the fuck out of, uh, Walter and, or not Walter, but Joe Coffee at, um, Blackpool at the Blackpool take, or sorry, sorry, uh, Blackpool two, in January. Over that, don't go forty minutes if you're only a three star ass wrestler. Well, what did they, what did New Japan just do?
0: They went out right. there and don't had call three me star an evil, wrestling. Same guy,
1: right? But and then they, but here's the thing, right? Walter's better than Naito at this point.
0: Oh yeah. So I mean, like night. they were. Like, this, this, this is another. You file file this match under the Naito is done folder. Like, <laughs> and you know, Josh made a good point. Like, it felt like you know,
1: if the whole idea is this is his homeboy and he's trying to put him over, then like you got to do more. And then it falls to your point that you said on, on keeping a strong style, he's not Tanahashi. He's not a go hard. He's not going to like live and have you living and dying with him. Like he is a dude that like whatever, whatever happened to him is not the same and he got rejected and this is kind of his thing now. Like for them to start out by just wrestling as after this dude just betray- his homeboy just portrayed him the day before, like don't you want some answers? Don't you want your pound of flesh? Oh, it's a regular match. Like I'm not saying this is a uh, this was Seth Rollins and uh, Dean Ambrose starting starting the TLC 2018 <laughs> in the lockup, but it was just maybe a hair or two better than that, or, or notch or two better than that. It's just you know I, whatever. Um, yeah, worst IWGP
0: title match I've yeah. ever seen.
1: Yeah, and, and we all know like or not we all know, but like does anybody here think that he's going to go into uh, the Tokyo Dome as champion?
0: Hell no! I fucking
1: hope not. Like. So so it's like okay cool it's gonna be one of those oh yeah we did that and you look back five years and be like what they what he was a champion okay whatever and I don't know like I don't know It, it it was just dumb uh but yeah like that that whole match that match is so much better if it's. You know, it's forty. It's forty minutes. If they just do that, man, cut the time in half. You could have done the same exact match. It would have been a lot better. It would have. It would have served. A, it would have told a much better story. You didn't need all that. You. You in twenty minutes is plenty enough time for a IWGP. You know, title defense.
0: That's fine. Like, I don't know if they feel whole, like they have whole, to go that long. They, or clearly, what? they like, do.
1: Clearly, yeah. they do.
0: And it, it's crazy because, like the. I think the, the 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 wait and see portion of people were like, you know, well wait and see, you know, what other matches he can have. I'm like, he beat Okada and Naito, who headlined the Tokyo Dome this year. Like those were the big matches. No, like, <laughs>
1: no, 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 not even that. Rich, not even that. Right? He, like I said before, he, he beat those two. Plus, he beat his fucking tag tag partner where else are they going to go with these stories now that you could actually draw interest in when he's a champion, and he's beat them already yeah, but obviously you have to build a track, you know, if you want to get back to those matches build a track of a path for them to get back to it it's like, so wait, you're, you're none of those stories are particularly interesting, and it wouldn't draw on them in you know, 40,000 people like they did to the first, uh, Tokyo Dome, uh, in January last year, or this year
0: hey. it Hey, we, we gonna, we gonna see if it's, if it's true what they say about L.I.J. There are these such big draws, you know, in Japan, you know, we, we we gonna see. I (laughs) I believe that for two of them.
1: I believe that Hiromu is, uh, is a, is a, you know, for a junior is a great draw. I believe that Naito is a great draw. I have questions about Shingo, even though I think Shingo is an incredible wrestler, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Uh, I have questions about Sonata. Even though y'all know I like Sonata more than both of y'all probably do. But um but like nah, those guys aren't main adventures not yet. Like those top two maybe, but those other three, or four, if you we guys were counting Bushy in this discussion. No.
0: What, what did you think about Dick Togo show, showing up and like oh, oh, Bushi Dick go in the yeah, words Dick of, Jerry, you know, <laughs> of
1: Jerry.
2: Um
1: I, I, I don't care. It's fine. Like I, I mean, right. the second, I, I, what I will say is the second that uh, he he came out there with the with the the the, the Lij baseball jersey on and in the, and the mask. I was like, that ain't no fucking bushi. Yep.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Like Bushy you gained twenty five pounds in like an hour. What I'm the like fuck? last time I saw somebody? In a mask that was supposed to be somebody, and I was like, "That clearly is not that person." It was like when Mickey James showed up as La Luchadora in that uh, Cage match wow. between Becky Lynch and uh, Alexa Bliss in 2017. Yeah, like, that ain't a, 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 like, oh, that's Mickey James. I was like, that ain't Bushi. Like, same thing. <laughs> like, nah. So, I mean, I've only ever. I mean, I haven't seen Dick Togo wrestling in decades, right? Yeah. So. I don't know. I heard some things about he still is pretty good. I don't know how good, but whatever. Like, new guy, fresh, you know, th- you know, given they're short on bodies right now with the travel issues or whatever else. Sure. Why not? I don't have any problems with, with the t- dick, dick stuff. I don't really have problems with the fact that it's like a very, very weak, you know, domestic bullet club right now. My whole thing is like, this fucking guy's the champion. He's not going to draw on top and nobody's going to, you know, like, Tune in in large or draw in in large numbers to see him possibly, you know, get beat every single uh defense. He's gonna be like, Oh, that's on top, mid,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's um, you know, if you guys want my full thoughts, I, I, I went into heavy detail and anger and everything on like keeping a strong style, run those downloads up for you boys so. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and at this point now we just gotta wait and see and see you know which which camp is right. You know, right,
0: right. Somebody you know? gonna be right. Yeah, it's right. gonna be us. Yeah,
2: yeah right. That's <laughs> the thing.
1: Like all the, like, don't you just hate it when you when you have these conversations with people? And it's only like the same people that have this like this optimistic approach. It's like, bro, I'm not trying to argue with you, but what I'm trying to tell you is like, I used to be you, and I got tired right. of putting my head against the fucking glass ceiling. I started. Wait, who, I, I got tired of my head. fucking head. Like, you don't have to do this every single time. You don't have to go up for them every single time. Any else you watch, does some shit that's, like, questionable. Sometimes they just are on one.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I hope Gato is not losing it.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Um... Like, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. If he goes to Tokyo Dome, uh, as the champion, then yeah, probably, hit, then I, then I will start being where you are, where I'll sorry should start opening the app, or like on shows, like being like, yo, is this the end? But like, no, nah, cause I, I just, I enjoyed the, the two matches before that so much, it was like, okay, you know, this is a, a bigger version of what happened with Jericho last, at Last Dominion, but, Um. Yeah, I still think like this. Still the best wrestling. Like, go out there and go. You know, put out your best cars, whatever. This still the best wrestling promotion in the world. It's just like they're going through some things right now. They're clearly going through some things. (laughs) Changes. Change. Yeah. So, I mean, now that I got that out, I was actually planning on. Um. You know saving that for after some of the WWE talk or whatever else but I guess you know we've got to stack it because you know like I'm only gonna be mad or talking about the WWE list so
0: you know that is can we we get to punishing the WWE now?
1: What I was gonna say is like Rich you made the right call because you are peaking the match you are peaking the show so So. yeah WWE the horror show at Extreme Rules what the fuck does that even mean? Um, they showed us yeah it. so how, how should we even go should we start match by match or should we like convey to you how shitty this was because of the layout and like the streak of heel wins or whatever else or should we just go big picture down because uh you know they had a fucking swamp fight and it was uh, worse than what I, anything I could have imagined
0: I guess just you know talk about the show overall and then we can okay. go through matches
1: yeah, the match fucking, or the show fucking sucked, like, even the rest, even when the wrestling was good, most of the wrestling tonight was good, it was just, it was just, you know, a a, a, a night, (laughs) it was a total night for the sports entertainment enthusiasts, like, all the fuck shit, all the nonsensical BS, stuff that makes no sense, stuff like, they do something in, one, in parts of a match and then it doesn't pay off for what the actual story of the match is at the end for the finish. It, they were just out there doing shit for two and a half hours. Luckily, it was two and a half hours so instead of three and a half hours.
3: Yeah, that's one of the pros of the pandemic era is that pair views have been shorter for that to be bad and short instead of long and, and, and bad. Yeah, and you know, we say. So (laughs) what? So
0: you hear that evil short and bad instead of long and bad.
3: Yeah. Uh, You know WWE. We talk about it all the time. They have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to talent. And up and down this card, there was a lot of talented men and women who were all busting their asses and working really hard. But unfortunately, you know, they were given horrible finishes, horrible stipulations, horrible conditions to work in. It can literally only do. Only do so much of what they were given.
0: Yeah, man. This was like the company going out of their way to inconvenience the wrestlers and the fans all in one wop by giving them the most mentally challenged like finishes that they could think of. And like that Alexa Bliss and Sasha or excuse me, these uh Sasha Banks and Asuka finish is like one of the worst match finishes i've ever seen like literally inventing new ways to fuck your your uh fans out of finishes and um then you got the world title match being booked directly out of wcw 2000 like this is like russo's back like this is so bad just up and down this show uh then you start talking about the swamp fight I don't even know what the hell that was. Uh, someone needs to stop telling Bray Wyatt he's a genius. I don't know who keeps telling him this or, you know, if, if it's if idiots on Twitter, Rich. People that's encouraging him. Y'all need to fucking stop this because this man, you know who, what he is? Like a man. Okay. I'm going to bring up R Kelly, right? No, I'm, go ahead. Like, I'm, I'm I know you've got to you, I know you're say, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to bring up R Kelly. Now, James has this thing where he used to call, like, the music that he wrote, he's, like, a simple-minded genius. Yes. Right? <laughs> because he could make a song about anything and, and relate it to, like, women, love, whatever. Right? But, yep. like, he can talk about a key to a car and, an ignition, and it just makes perfect sense. Yes. It's like your, your mind explodes, right? But Bray Wyatt is, like, the simple-minded faux genius like (laughs) like when because when you like shine the light on it it holds up to no like standard of excellence it it's just shit that's happening like there's no reason for it to happen it's like all trying to be callbacks and it's trying to do a lot of things but it's actually accomplishing nothing like it's fake deep like, we, we, this is the same story with Bray Wyatt as it's been for seven years. Nothing's happening. It doesn't matter. It's a Chinese movie. You're moving your mouth, but not saying nothing. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you know, go and, and I
3: was telling Rich this off air before we started recording. You know, all, a lot of, you know, the Bray Wyatt clan, they like to talk about, oh, you know, Bray, such a great wrestler, such a great wrestler. You need to give him a chance. It's like, if Bray is such a great wrestler, why does he always have to be involved in stuff like this? If he's
2: Bray is such
1: a great wrestler, wrestler, how can he never... If Bray... I'm sorry, Jeremy. If Bray is such a great wrestler, how can he never has even good matches? Exactly. Yeah. Not great. I'm not asking him to go out there and have four stars. Can, can he go out there and have a three-star match? Once the last, how often does he have a three-star match? Like, what? Once every, on average, like, what? Three times a year?
0: like 18 months like <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck it. laughs> like yo and, and then like i'm just thinking about like the rest of the show and it's like y- the eye for an eye match like the match like was going well for a lot of a lot of it actually it and then st- you get to the end and it's just like i see everything that's coming and coming and see what they're doing and i'm like are they really passing this off as, like, the finish to a wrestling match? My God. Yeah, um, yeah, and then Apollo Crews and MVP just doesn't happen. There's no replacement match. Like, I don't understand how they get away with, like, putting this stuff out. Like, how? Like, this is good enough for, for like, this, this man thinks this low of the audience that he is willing to serve them this shit. Because he thinks that you're going to tune in to Monday Night Raw to see if Sasha Banks is actually the champion. He thinks you're going to tune into SmackDown to see if Braun Strowman is still fucking drowned. No, I'm not. I will never watch Raw and SmackDown <laughs> again. Like no.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay,
0: so this show was just like throw it in the bin. Light it on fire, sing doo off around
1: it. He's <laughs> <is new> <laughs> gonna use this shit for years now <laughs> Okay. Yeah uh, Fuck. Alright, um First match a good match The New Day versus the, uh, the, don't even have a name. Uh, I was gonna say the bar, but that's not the bar. <laughs> uh, Cesaro and Nakamura in, in a tornado tag, uh, extreme rules match. I thought these dudes worked hard. I thought Kofi, Kofi may be dead. Um, I thought they worked really hard. I thought it was a fun match, honestly.
0: Yeah, I came in about like halfway through this match, and then like really only um focus in like when Kofi was about to take that super fucking power bomb uh, for the finish, and I was like, "Wow, like Kofi, they don't they don't deserve you to do this, bro. Nope. Like you you ain't gotta gotta do this. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah,
3: and you know the problem with table matches, and I know it's been explained several times. Okay. With tables matches, you know it's it's hard to, especially. Obviously, we don't have you know real you know fans in the arena, but still, with table matches. It's hard to kind of build up to those crescendos and to get that reaction when you got the false finish, a close near fall, a close submission. Like you don't really get that when you have people like kind of teetering and tottering over the table. Like, oh, is it gonna go through? Ah! It's, it's just not the same. And I think tables matches, the best way they work. In a tag team situation is when you have elimination style tables. You know yes. one of my favorite tables matches is, is from um, Survivor Series 02, when it was Jeff Hardy, Bubba Ray, and Spike. I think they were going against three minute warning, and it was like a six man elimination tables match. So you mm-hmm. know you, you slowly start eliminating each team member, then it gets down to one on one. Like oh, they only have one member left. Like how are they going to survive? And so you build up like the the anticipation because people are getting eliminated throughout the match and going through multiple tables, and you build up to the final table spot. Right. And, you have one table spot you're trying to build up to and there's only so many different ways you can try to pretend not to get your opponent through the table. Right. Like, just pick the nigga up and throw him through the table. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Bow>. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree. Uh, Nakamura, his gear was horrible. Yes! What the fuck hey, was he wearing? Hey,
1: I would, I, I would say that even though it is far less problematic, uh, he needs to go back to the Rise of Sun gear.
0: <laughs> like, bro, I think it's the, it's still the Rising Sun gear, but it's just a different color. It's blue now.
1: No, nah, because I ain't seen no sun. Because, you know, he got the gear that makes it look like it's an yeah. actual sun. I didn't see... I, I, maybe it was, but I didn't, I didn't peep that at all.
0: Yeah, it was like the stripes were blue or whatever, and it was like, but you're wearing... Like red and black. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, man. Um, it is just like, yo, look, Nakamura wouldn't dress like this a couple years ago. Nah, you know, man. a couple years yeah. ago they
1: they, they didn't make him cover up his body. I don't know if you noticed about a few people like Nick yeah. Cross, Asuka, Nakamura. <laughs> that you will just have to you. You know, like they are hiding. You know, these people aren't don't necessarily have bad bodies. Like so, you know, like they don't look like supermodels necessarily, but like they don't have bad bodies. So it's it's, it's weird, Vince and yeah. his body shit. Yep, yeah. you know, that's
3: for forty years. Um, <sighs> one last thing I want to say about this match: it, it's so unfortunate that Tazaro is becoming one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. <laughs> uh, you no, know, normally that would be a compliment to somebody, but the fact that Tazaro is probably one of the best singles wrestlers on the planet right now and should be a world champion right now. And he's had to be stuck with Tyson Kidd and Seamus and Jack Swagger. And now Nakamura. It's like, why do we have to keep sticking this guy in tag teams? Why can't he be a singles guy? Because he doesn't speak English. Well, like, because Vince is boring. Like he's one of those guys that hope his contract is running up soon. And we can see what he can do on the outside.
0: Boy, I love to see Kenny versus Cesaro. Man, that'd be amazing.
1: Oh my. God. Oh well. Yeah, it would. Be. You know, like think about it. Like, forget that part. Like, if we get the NXT crowd back, and he goes back. To, if you ever to go back to NXT, he'd kill it again there too. It's just, it, it you know, whatever. We, he's been, he's been so underutilized as. Um, A person you can make a some type of gatekeeper for a belt or some type of level in a um, in a division that like it's been passed for. Like, all you have to do is make all you have to do is make that dude just a middle mid car guy. You don't have to make an upper mid car guy, just a middle mid car guy, singles guy, and have him in TV feuds with whoever that you need to you know do something cool with from time to time you know that's away from the belt or whatever else they you know in a heel or in a face situation he can work both we've seen that for years never figured it out sad
0: shit um (laughs) an eye for an eye or no bailey versus nikki cross bailey
1: versus nikki cross one of y'all go or i'm gonna go
3: uh, I can go. So first of all, the build of this match was horrible. The whole story going in this match was that Bailey had beaten Nikki Cross on TV two weeks in a row in tag matches, and Nikki Cross's confidence was shattered. She couldn't. She didn't know she could believe she could beat um, Bailey. And then before this match, we saw Alexa and Akka and Kyrie Sane giving her a pep talk and pumping her up, and you know helping her build her confidence up. Then. Uh, She goes in this match all fired up, and both ladies worked really hard, but it just kind of fell flat coming into the finish where, you know, you would think the the story here would be like, all right, Nikki's got her confidence back, and so now she's going to overcome and beat the evil Bailey and Sasha, but it's, no, we we have to get more heat in this promotion, so we're going to have... You know Bailey and Sasha cheat once again to win and beat the baby face, beat Nikki for the third time. Now it's like, why is she even challenging? She already lost twice. Now she's coming in and losing a third time. Why she even? Why is she even the number one contender now? Why is she even challenging coming to this match?
0: What is it with these Sasha and Bailey matches lately on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT where they have weird fucking finishes? All of them. Um, there's always some type of throwing the belt in the ring. There's someone jumping on the apron, distracting the ref. Uh, now people are spitting mist in people's face. Using the boss um, rings as, like, essentially brass knuckles. Like, I'm tired of watching them. Um, let's see. Or hearing about the things that they're in. Like, because it always, like, there's always, like, some type of bullshit to get out of it or whatever.
1: Yeah. Like, it's the funniest shit ever did. Like, they used to beat them like a fucking Cherokee drum Uh, for, what, the better part of the last five years. Both of them. Gave no qualms, gave no fucks. And then, like... Oh, Lana Rousey is only one year thing. Oh, Becky's pregnant. Oh, Charlotte like every other year has to go away for uh, su- uh, surgery. Um, these are actually your top guys that you and you've ruined it for the last you know f- five fucking years trying to push this other nonsense whether it was Alexa Bliss or it was Iconics or <clears throat> or Lacey Evans. So and then you, and then they like oh yeah like they've been around for five years they actually are stars and like I don't want to push Shayna Baszler because like in this man's like I don't want to push Shayna Baszler because this man don't want to fuck Shayna Baszler um, and like doesn't want to push Bianca Belair because you know why he doesn't want to pu- push Bianca Belair um, so this is where we are now you know Naomi came back. Didn't want to push Naomi. Had all that buzz. Didn't want to that push buzz
0: again this week. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Kiki Palmer wants to wants to play her in a quote-unquote biopic, which is like they're never going to... That's never going to happen. Because Vince, Vince never let her become a star to even get a biopic.
0: Amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so... <sighs> they treated him like shit for so long until now, like... Oh, these are actually the depend like these people that have always been dependable for me for me to, me to go out there and beat them and like cut them off at every single at the pass at every single uh, important moment of the careers. Oh, now they're actually people that I have to depend on to in order to you know put out TV because you know that's why I am now. So it's like this is this is their own making. So in order to keep you know. Do this? They decided, like, let's make them a hill This hill duo, and they just cheat and cheat and cheat, and all their matches are filled with bullshit at the end. And regardless of how good the match actually is, until the bell rings, and that's where we are. But the thing is, as far as the Bailey match, her confidence is shaken. Nikki 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 Cross's confidence is shaken. She's trying to get to a point where she actually starts believing she can win. She gets there. Actually. I guess she got there, and then immediately, like, bra- you know, essentially brash knuckles, and he gets hit with with
0: uh, Bailey's finishing pin. Fuck off! Yeah, like, they got Bailey like holding his belt like she's Hollywood Hogan. Like she's had this belt
1: since the first SmackDown of 2019 on on uh, Fox. So that's like that's October fourth, 2019.
0: And, like, I understand there's, like, really no one else for them to really give it to, but, like, why? That's their own doing, like, though! <laughs> like,
3: oh, that's just that's like, doing. Why? Like, like, oh, I, I, so, I don't in, yeah. in order for that, they would have to build a Face, and, you know, they ain't good to doing that.
0: Yeah. It's amazing Bailey could easily hold the belt for this long as a heel, but not a babyface. Can't be having that shit.
1: Yeah. Gotta, got a, you know, kill her career in her own hometown, because she's afraid to of violence in fucking professional wrestling. Uh, yeah. Alright, I'm, I'm. Unless y'all got something. An
0: eye do. for an eye match. Jesus fucking Christ. Alright,
1: um. The wrestling in this was good. Uh, the problem was that they kept having to come back to the stip, which is somebody has to dislodge the other's eye b- ball out of the eye socket which is fucking ridiculous and fake and they couldn't even find a way to make it look halfway believable um I don't I will give the wrestling a thumbs up but like just the whole just the worst like high school theater uh prop production you can imagine like this is this this isn't like a billion dollar company at all by any means
3: yeah, this is just awful. This is a horrible way for a legend like Rey Mysterio to go out. Like you mentioned, James, the wrestling this match was very good. Like, why couldn't these two guys just go out there and have a pro wrestling match? And, you know, if you want to make an ex- extreme rules match or hardcore, or whatever, since it's a grudge match on and on the extreme rules, whatever you find, uh, it could have been a great match. But we had to involve the stupid stipulation of eye for an eye. And like you mentioned, this is horrible, fake. Looking prosthetic eye in Rey Mysterio's hand, just
0: atrocious.
1: You're also forgetting the fake vomit.
0: Oh yeah, Yeah. they have it's like they like Seth Rollins stands all the way on the other side, so the camera can cut to him, and then Rey Mysterio gets handed the eyeball. The camera swings back to Rey Mysterio. He has a fake eye, puts it on. Then the camera swings back. And t- Seth Rollins, and he's, like, throwing up, apparently. Yeah. And then the camera swings back to Rey Mysterio, and then, like, his son is running out, and it's like, wow, these obvious camera cuts. Yeah. Like, we know exactly what's happening here. Yep. Did you try? No. Well, they didn't try hard. Yeah. And it's like... I, but it, it's, it's, it's amazing that... um we're even expressing disappointment of how it didn't look, how, it, like, it looked, it looks so horrible, and it's like, this shit's ridiculous to begin with. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we shouldn't be worried about no fucking eye for
1: an eye match. And like, fuck off. Another part about it is, how did this whole thing come about,
3: Rich? Jeremy? Um, so, heel Seth Rollins, injured Rey Mysterio's eye. By doing what? By jamming it into the steel steps the same way that he did in this match.
1: So how come the eye didn't pop out the first goddamn time?
3: I guess he used more force this time. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> well, you see, he, he was working over the eye the whole match, so
2: loosened up the eye. The eye on
3: the red, you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it fucking together right now. As you say that that was such a terrible choice. That's the worst thing you've ever done to me, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't give you work over the eye. If you don't get the fuck out of here, <laughs> oh, just, just awful, man. Just awful. Um, I don't know what this means for for Ray or whatever he does. If this is a send off, it's like. What a terrible send off. And it's so dumb because, like, you know, whether it's one, two, three, four, 5, 10, 15 years from now, they're never going to make another Latin uh, Latin superstar. So, what are you going to have to do? Dial up Raymond Mysterio Jr. again <laughs> and pay that man uh, man event money to come back out there and sell masks and, and merch. You know what's going to happen.
0: Well, I hope Tony Khan got his number. Yeah, so we can, we can we can see uh, Ray get treated with some dignity out uh, here. Yeah, I, yeah. W- I want that man to walk out on dynamite tomorrow and- or Wednesday. And- yeah, well, come
1: a-
3: home, but come at- in two weeks. Walk out there and just look in the camera with both eyes and just smile.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm back. You know, both eyes looking good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right.
1: What's the next fucking match? Okay. Well, yeah, I forgot one thing. I forgot one thing. Before we got to that match, there was the, the bullshit with uh, MVP and uh, Lashley, yeah. where they, you know, where MVP won his, you know, scheduled match with Apollo Cruz via four because Apollo wasn't there because he has a kayfabe, neck necker shoulder injury because Lashley hurt him a few weeks back um we that may be a COVID case we do not know but wasn't there so he won by forfeit so that at that point in time like from from what we just mentioned was cesaro nakamura from bailey uh beating nikki cross uh mvp winning by forfeit Seth is dislodging uh one of the greatest baby faces of all times i out of out of the fucking socket that is five and oh uh for the heels on this show I'm sorry, uh, 4-0. Oh. Then we get to Sasha Banks versus, <laughs> Sasha Banks versus, uh, Oscar for the Raw Miss title. This match was, was great. It, it was a great, I, I had, I had the 4 or 4 and a quarter in mind, and then the finish happened, and I was like, never mind that, I'm not even gonna put this on my recommended matches list, this is bullshit, I, I fucking hate Vince McMahon's nonsense. Um, yeah, I, y'all y'all say what you say I,
0: what y'all want to say. I exploded on this match like in in the group chat just repeatedly typing in bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And I'm like, so why can't we do a finish here? Right. Like y'all ain't never had no problem with beating Sasha Banks before. Right. Oscar once again not getting any real wins as a champion. Uh, if you look at the Nia Jax match she had, the matches with Charlotte, um, you know, so her versus Bailey, like this is a real like Kevin Nashian like title reign, like where they make you the champion, but I'm going to a fucking draw, like, <laughs> or I'm going to a fucking tie, like, or or there's bullshit happening as soon as I win the belt, like. I don't know like quietly that's stacking up I don't think anyone's gonna notice yet but I think she's gonna hold this hold on to this fucker until Charlotte's ready to come back and then she's gonna hand that show off to her and I don't think Vince actually cares about Oscar. but the thing like, is he
1: doesn't really care about Sasha either so it's like what the fuck's going
0: on yeah
1: it makes no yeah. sense
0: yeah like, they already had to like, you know, use their tag team titles to like, make them cross brands to do the damn match. So it's already in the, what the fuck zone. Like, yep. this, this was awesome. Like, leading up to it, like, um, and then like, we're talking about an all time bad, horrible, uh, finish here to where Asuka misses the ref, uh, Bailey gets in the ring, robs the referee of the shirt, counts a fall, even though you're not a referee, roll out of the It is a regular fucking match. Yeah, like it's not like it's some no rules match. It wasn't a two referee match. It wasn't wasn't anything like this. Like you're not a referee. Like what the fuck? Like like when they pitched this finish and, and told them what they were gonna do, they were like, "I just work here." I, that's what I imagine <laughs> that that Oscar and, and Sasha Banks were like. I'm like, like there. It's amazing they even wrestled as hard as they did. Because if yeah. it was me, I'd have mailed that shit in, like Tetsuya Naito. Yeah, you
1: know, it's funny because, like, there's always this talk, or there's not always this, there's this talk about, like, there is a Sasha F- Banks boo-boo face when she loses, and it's like, I'm un- I'm totally unaware of this saying because, like, typically, most, almost overwhelmingly, most of her matches that are fucking great Or imagine where she does what at the end of them, Rich? Lose. So what the the fuck are y'all talking about? Anyway, so, uh, like, I I don't know. It's nonsense. It's just a cheap hook to get you to try to watch on Raw, and no one's gonna fucking watch. People are gonna watch the show. Maybe, you know what? Maybe the show was so bad that people tuned these out of more curiosity, but it's like, okay, so they watch for, like, 15 minutes and then turn the shit off.
3: Yeah, that... That ending just didn't make any sense whatsoever. And with all this confusion and clearly Bailey not being an official, so it was in a special guest referee match, you would think that somebody, some type of authority or, you know, backstage personnel would come out and be like, All right, well let's see matches either a no contest or there's a disqualification, like Sasha's not the champion, like some kind of call, but I guess you know they want to use that like you mentioned, James, a like cheap hook say, so, Oh, Watch Raw tomorrow night and see if you know Sasha's actually the Raw Women's Champion or not. And it's like, why would no. she? Why would she be the champion? Bailey is was not a referee. She was not an enforcer. Um, she's not an authority figure. Like, there is literally no. Lo- if they come out here tomorrow night and say that Sasha Banks is the Raw Women's Champion, that would be some bullshit because there is no logical sense of how Sasha could be the women's champion right now
1: right yeah. when
3: you have a her tag partner make the fall, who was not legal in the match not authority figure not special guest referee not the authority figure nothing so
0: yeah after the referee got missed it so like doesn't it just end in the DQ when the referee rewatches the tape oh the fucking uh, well you know got, they are, they're arbitrary about that you know yeah, I, I got a spit in my face. So, like, I mean, he should be able to just know that without a tape. So, <laughs> what the right. like? fuck? He called DQ. But uh, and the,
3: where were the other referees? Like, no other referee to come out and been like, nah, like give us the belt back. Like, it's we're, we're throwing this out. Like,
0: right. I, I sure have seen them all run out there during the eye for eye match. So, I I don't know. Maybe they all left, you know, to go attend the raid. There was only geez. one referee in the entire building left. But, yeah, you you talk about us finally getting an Oscar versus Sasha Banks match on pay-per-view, and here it fucking was.
1: And we got it, and it was great until they decided we don't want none of that. We take everything back. Yeah, whatever. Um, WWE title match, Drew McIntyre versus... Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler has won a match to have the stipulation be whatever he wants to for the horror show at Extreme Rules. So he gets to the ring, he gets on the mic, and he says to Drew McIntyre, I want an Extreme Rules match. Uh, Drew was like, fine. And then, Ziggler says, no, what I want is a one-way Extreme Rules match where I can wrestle this match on Extreme Rules, but Drew McIntyre, you cannot, and I also want your championship uh, advantage taken away, so if you get counted out or DQ'd or disqualified in any way, I become champion. Then Drew McIntyre proceeds to beat him from pillar to post, Uh, Ziggler tries and tries and tries to make anyone believe for a fucking second that he can become champion. No one buys it. Uh, Eventually he sets up for a sweet shit music. Drew McIntyre hits him with a Claymore and pins him. They tried really hard. They really did. But no no, no one can buy it.
0: Like, I don't know, man. It's like, when you start putting your world title in these type of stipulations directly out of WCW two thousand to where like one competitor has like a whole different set of rules than the other guy. Like how can I can't care about your title. Like I don't like this 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 Lance Storm uh you know Canadian rules ass match like this is literally Vince Russo. Um, I, I just
1: I'm, had I just had a thought.
0: Did Dolph Ziggler
1: just? just, Did Dolph Ziggler just have white privilege and lose the game of life? (laughs) 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 This match, this man, this man had the inside track on everything and still just fucking lost. (laughs) A career fucking loser. Welcome that man to the Mount Olympus of geekdom.
3: Yeah, Dolph was already a geek going into this match, but yeah, he is cemented in the Hall of Fame, the Mount Rushmore of
0: geeks. You literally. Just, yeah. that, just, just roommates in, in that building. You yes. said he's, he's roommates with who? Aroki
3: Goto. Oh, my God. Yes. This man literally had every advantage possible. <laughs> literally weapons.
2: <laughs> he had weapons, too?
3: And he could not no. beat this man.
2: No, but you
1: said he had every advantage possible, I was drinking water. I was like, just like White Privilege. <laughs> <laughs> This this straight white male went out there and had a handicap, basically a handicap match, and fucking lost. bro, I never want to go away. Go away. I I don't want to see. I don't want to see you show up nowhere to wrestle nowhere else. Go away forever. No AEW. No New Japan. No Impact. No uh, MLW. None of that. Go away.
2: First table.
1: Do do comedy full time from here on out. Do TV. Do all that stuff. You will have a much better time trying to get this man to to give a fuck about you. He's you've been there since like what two thousand since Five. before twenty ten. It's never gonna happen. You keep like, trying. They keep pulling you out there to get beat. It's over, bro. I know the bro. checks is nice. If it's just for the check, then I I will draw everything bro. I said. Keep getting, keep cashing checks. But if you out here still trying to think that you got. It's gonna work out for you. It's never gonna happen.
0: Bro, the Dolph Ziggler defense is like uh, that's a WWE title trope at this point. Yes.
1: Like Dolph you gotta have- is, we do not believe in you, we will send you out we will send out somebody that, that no one gives a fuck about you beating.
0: Yep. It will like, not be the main event. Like Dean Ambrose, Kobe Kingston, and now Drew McIntyre. Yep. Like I feel like the second fans come back. Viscous like, all right, let's let's send it in. Uh, we're, we're let's get Randy or Brock or something some like
1: yet, it, right? That feud he had with Seth in two thousand
0: eighteen. Yeah,
1: they didn't number uh, cool yeah. him down until until the Dean Ambrose thing. Let that man froze on ice, like yes. Yeah, that was for the IC belt where that's where that's also a yeah. trope now. Where it's like, yo, we don't even see this dude being an the intercontinental champion. Yeah, motherfucker has been in like the IC champ like 40,000 times.
0: It's over. Amazing. Amazing. Like that the only time it worked was with The Miz, ironically. Like that. And that was like, that feels like a whole generation ago. Like 2016. <laughs> like my that's God. Back when the
1: show, that's back when SmackDown was good every single week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh my God!
1: All right, Oh, fuck.
0: I wish Drew could get a real chance, though. I, I-, I wish he could because he's like I- so
1: hard. I, I want really Drew is.
0: McIntyre. I-, I I believe in him. I I, I think he's you know everything you-, you you want a champion to be. I just hope Vince don't like pull the plug on him and never fought with him again. Like because wasn't none of this shit his fault, bro. Right. Like the pandemic, like right. none of this shit, like
1: right. Like, he comes out, like, it's funny because, like, you remember, um, what Art Anderson said about, uh, Zack Ryder, um, as far as him never getting it shot, But like, he shows up, he looks great, he's in shape, he does everything with a smile, all this stuff, he tries hard, blah, 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 blah. like, Drew McIntyre tracks up all these boxes, He's big, he's tall, he's Vince, he looks like Vince's type. If you do a side by side of him next to Seth Rollins, next to Roman Reigns, next to Elias, next to, uh, uh, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, he clearly fits that, that, that asylum, that phylum of bearded, dark haired, uh, uh, white dudes or whatever you want to, whatever, whatever. So, and muscle bound and all that. And, he comes out. He cuts good promos. He has good matches. He tries hard. He never loafs. I, and this happens to him. And like his t- his, his pay per view matches are good. Like he had the best pay per view match or one of the best pay per view matches I've ever seen last year. But I think last year has a good three of them uh, since he came back. Right? He had one of them with him. Uh, and then I, honestly, like I don't know what a rating would be for this match. But like technically, this is a good. This is a really good match. This is a match that I can never get into because it's like. I, Once I it,
0: heard them announce that stipulation, I was like, "I I don't get it." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, it, it's just bad booking.
1: Like, I, I don't even know about the about bad booking as much as it's like, I understand why you stacked the deck against him, and I saying, like the point of it is you're supposed to get behind him and incur sy- sympathy for all the stuff that getting is getting done to him. However. It's Dolph, right. Dolph Ziggler that dog ain't gonna hunt Pick somebody else and do that with big somebody that's actually a threat that dude ain't no threat that 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 dude is Jason Wynn out there like no he, he is going to run up the field eight yards and turn around
3: no Crazy. the problem is that they don't have any threats as a problem
1: <laughs> bad booking yeah um yeah like. Even even if it's like, alright, well, I, we're bad at booking, we can't find a threat. At least find, or, or he's not a threat, at least find somebody else to give him a shot. Like, this couldn't have been, like, Andrade, this couldn't have been Garza, this couldn't have been Aleister Black, who they've been talking about is on a push for, like, the last whole fucking year. Yeah never, gets, yeah, yeah, never gets a title shot or none of that, even though he's been protected. Like, how long are you going to protect this dude for? <laughs> Rip like, the fucking like, band-aid.
2: Maybe,
0: like, maybe one good reason that he shouldn't just, like, give Drew the black mask tomorrow in turn and be his next challenger. For like, Summer like Summer wouldn't Summer. that be exciting? Yeah. Well, but, no,
1: because that's going to that be... be
0: fresh, good and exciting?
1: Right, but they're not going to do that because they're going to go with Randy Orton versus McIntyre for SummerSlam, and you know it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: And I'm going to go to sleep.
1: <laughs> so, um,
0: yeah. yeah. Just,
1: yeah. Um, got any thoughts on this, Jeremy?
3: Yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much nailed it. Yeah, it, in-ring work was solid. Stipulation was dumb. They stacked against against Drew, like you said. I understand why, but yeah, it's all like <laughs> that, that chip has failed a long time ago. Long,
1: long, long time ago.
3: All their bad booking; they weren't able to build up any other credible challengers. Obviously, they've been building up Randy Orton, of all people. Like you mentioned, that's probably our big SummerSlam main
0: event. Be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. right, so, so Dolph Ziggler, I think, signed in WWE developmental in like 2004, 2005. Let's think 2005. about some. Okay, 2005. Let's think about some of the things that were going on in 2005. I was in high school. I was a senior. Uh, I was a Peyton, sophomore. In high Peyton Manning had not yet won a Super Bowl. Well, never
1: mind. I'm gonna make no jokes about Peyton Manning. Uh,
0: I'll leave you alone.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, let's I, see. I, I don't know
0: Facebook yet. Yeah, real early stages. Yeah, yeah, really stages. Yeah, yeah, like. like like Facebook was around but like for college students only like yeah. shit
1: like <laughs> well, like this right I didn't I didn't get I uh, I didn't get onto my space until like my senior year of high school right like like 2015 when I talk about 2015 it's like that is like the you know you going to school in the fall like that is my junior year senior year is 2005 uh, like mm-hmm. that is that fucking long ago
0: Like my junior year. Yeah,
1: like think about like this. That was so long ago that like Kanye West was considered a (laughs) was considered a. (laughs) I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna get into Kanye because that he's going through a lot of things. He's losing his fucking mind. He needs to go seek professional help. And when he goes seeks it, he needs to like take it to heart and 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 use it. Um, but yeah, like. Let's see, uh Thug Motivation 101 came out yep. that year. Yep. Uh the Doctor... was documenting two thousand four? Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, man. That's that's Hold a long on. fucking time
0: ago. All right, let's see. Things that happened in two thousand five. Uh, <laughs> Katrina hadn't even happened. Right. <laughs> um let's see. Um
1: it's so long ago, man. Like we don't, we don't have to go over all that. But like, basically, like he signed in 2005, and it's like that. That's that's way too. I mean, he's he just feels super duper still, and he's felt still for like five years.
0: Destiny like Shaw years. announced their official breakup. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey filed for divorce. Wow. The Colbert Report premiered on Comedy Central. He's, he's <laughs> on CBS now.
1: Jesus. Yeah, man, like, it's it's really, really bad. Um, hell, I'm trying to think. Uh, sports-wise, sports-wise, what can we come up with? That?
0: Oh, God. Um, the NBA Finals went to seven boring games, or not boring, but there was one great game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Spurs and the fucking Pistons go seven. Um, 2005, uh, the White Sox win the World. Oh no, not the White Sox. The Cardinals won the World Series that year. All right, all right, we get it, we get it, we get it. All right, it's bad radio. Let's, let's
1: alright right. <laughs> let's let's get to let's get to the main event. Was was it was it for the title? No. Oh okay. Imagine he comes out hey. in the swamp with the <laughs> mask
0: on and he holds up the fucking belt.
1: Like who gives a fuck about it at this point? All right. Uh, hey,
0: Terry Schiavo. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. 2005.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay, so... That's depressing. Alright, so, anyway. Yeah, um... Just more cinematic... I don't know, was this... (laughs) Was yes. this the was worst? Was this worse than the uh, Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders? Uh, um, cinematic wrestling. Was this worse?
3: Yes. Or, is this, or
1: was this better? I don't this
3: know. Uh, I would say it's almost on the same level. So they're like, both. So, the, so oh, they man.
1: both can like. So they can both b- basically like share the MVP trophy for having the worst or the least valuable uh, cinematic wrestling uh, segment. Like it's just awful.
3: Like. Well, actually, you know what? This actually might be worse because the street profit segment wasn't supposed to be a match. Like they were just like fighting each other. Like this that was, just happened out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't an announced match. Like it just, just happened. And then this so you saying like, it's
1: a backstage skit? I think the yeah. contest, Well, yeah. in the context is they were supposed to go out for the match, and then like they caught caught up in. Tozawa's Ninjas and nonsense. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess yeah, in a way, like, yes, that wasn't a match, but we know that was supposed to be a match. Right. But whatever. Okay, this fine. Um,
3: advertised top feud on SmackDown, the Universal Champion in there with the former Universal Champion in the main event pay-per-view. So, yeah, I think this is worse.
0: Like, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't know who keeps telling Bray Wyatt he's a genius, but he's not. Braun Strowman has the range of a board. Um, then, like, you got Alexa Bliss popping up in the middle of that, and all the incels, I just uh, imagine they went nuts, uh, seeing this, seeing this, uh, uh, Alexa Bliss thing here. But, I'm sorry. I, I, I said, like, I miss professional wrestling. Like, de- when I watched this match, or whatever the fuck this was, this was just, like, they've gone to the well so many times with this. They did one good one of these and totally forgot why that one was good. They didn't take the lessons that, uh, that came from the stadium stampede at all. They forgot that like when these things work, they're like triumphant. They're not supposed to be like dead serious. Like this thing, like all these things that he was trying to tie in, it was like he was fighting himself. It was like, so, like when I saw him fighting himself, I was like, What planet are we on and and the sad thing about it is like this is not um
1: the first bray Wyatt cinematic match he had a fucking stinker with uh Randy Orton in two thousand seventeen at extreme rules wasn't that extreme rules
3: that was um WrestleMania, wasn't it? We no, about no. On
1: the one after uh, when they were fighting inside of that abandoned house.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah!
1: And, Bray Wyatt it, put plenty of bullshit out here for us to consume over the last uh, seven years.
3: Didn't a fridge, a fridge like fall on him or something he like dropped, that?
1: Yes, Bray Wyatt dropped a empty refrigerator on top of Randy Orton and was supposed to like, or, or actually, no, I think the other way around. And, and they teleported out of there. He teleported out, yes, yes, yes. And yeah, whatever. Uh, it's just Fred White is just the worst. Like he, like the the part that makes him the worst is like he's so clearly talented in one aspect of pro of wrestling. Like he's clearly has, he's clearly full of ideas and he's clearly a great talker. So it's like he's gonna keep getting chances because he's a great talker and he has some ideas and some of them do work. But the thing is. He's the dude that's dangerous because he has so he's he he's so respectable in one aspect that like you keep getting a chance in these other aspects like wrestling or presenting wrestling like content aside from when he's talking and it fucking sucks. But you keep getting suckered into the fact that he's a good talker.
0: Look. If they haven't, like, realized the wool is being pulled over their eyes with this talking, like, they will never understand it. But but I don't, here's the
1: thing, Rich. I don't think that he's necessarily getting over and slapping these dudes' heads because he is playing, because Vince wants shit that's not wrestling. So, by him doing this shit and being good in these one aspect, he keeps praying, or not praying, but, like, Vince keeps falling susceptible to the... susceptible to the He's fucking... This, yeah. Right, like, he keeps, like, oh, like, you know, like, if they were in different fans away from each other, they wouldn't be out putting out this kind of nonsense on an existing basis, but the fact that those two are together, and they're toxic for each other, as far as a television product, it keeps happening.
0: Yeah. Get, get this shit off my screen. Um, I don't ever need to know, see another Bray Wyatt match, honestly. Yeah. Like yeah. ever, like we've seen it all. Yeah. Like, like he's a, he's a. It's funny. He's a wide-ranging one-trick pony. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's different. Is like you know the presentation may seem. It all ends up bullshit in the end. His, his range
1: is all things spooky, all things thrillery. His so it, it, all that stuff from the Cape Fear stuff. To the Mister Creepy Mister Rogers stuff, to the fiend stuff, to the cult leader stuff. All he has this range as being a person that can play all these different characters, but at the end of the day, the bell has to ring, and it fucking sucks. Or the bell doesn't ring; they have to take him on location to do some to do something that's wrestling adjacent, and the wrestling adjacent stuff sucks too. And it's convoluted and like it's exhausting and it's like every and, and he like the worst thing ever is he keeps getting like stop putting him in the match stop putting him in the ring with Daniel Bryan. He gets in the ring with Daniel Bryan one time and then people think oh all the all the oh, he's all, over. This, <laughs> all the stuff all the bullshit whether it was Royal Rumble 2014 uh, 14. or it was Royal Rumble this year. He gets in the room with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's one of the greatest rushers to ever live. He goes out there and Daniel Bryan carries him to some great, some very good match, a match that's way above expectations. And then you think, all right, new slate, Slate's clear. No, that history's there. Look at that fucking track record. Go goes to the cage match. So we were talking about this before, right? About Bray White. About how he may have, um, you know, since been on main roster, he may have a three-star match, uh, you know, uh, three times a year. I, I did 17 three-star matches. That are tag matches or, uh, singles matches. I'm not including any Royal Rumbles. Fuck out of (laughs) here. 17 three-star matches. It's been around since the summer of 2017. We are now upon this coming upon the summer of uh, 2013. Yeah, right, right, right. We are now coming upon the summer of 2000, uh, SummerSlam 2020. We are now coming upon seven full years and only gotten Seventeen good matches that weren't like extravaganzas of of humanity of
0: thirty fucking people in the ring with him. Hey, that's like a two. That's like a two and a half good match every every ten, <laughs> yeah. ten year average, and that's right. so lame. <laughs> yeah. Forgot my face, Bray Wyatt.
3: <laughs> yeah, this was just horrible. In like we mentioned earlier with evil Bray Wyatt, in the same category of people like, oh, it's it's different. It's surprising like it's unexpected that's why it's so good and you know the reddit boards and all of the think pieces that are going to come out tomorrow about all the subtext and backstory it's like oh well you know Bray was wearing a Hawaiian shirt which was a callback to when he was a cult leader so it's a big <laughs> you know, in-depth story and Ron was looking at himself because he had to fight his inner demons which is Bray Wyatt To under to get through the swamp, and it's just like, no, this is horrible. Here's
2: yeah,
3: here's a new surprising idea that you should should try. How about Bray Wyatt just never wrestle again? That's something new (laughs) and different. Let's try that.
0: (laughs) I'm good, man. Like a real horror show. This show fucking sucked. Like just all time bad. Like, and it feels like every like. WWE pay per view that like I watched there's something because I remember after Backlash it was like what the fuck Backlash, did
2: we watched like they yeah.
0: had like a, they had like a bunch of one star matches in a row um, they had the the fucking ninjas oh, yeah 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 <laughs> and then
1: like and then they had like you know like um, McIntyre versus Lash and that was good until they decided like nah we we need to win yeah. get out of this to extend the feud but
0: like it they're not going no extend
1: horror. it because. Right. SummerSlam, we're headed towards McIntyre and Orton probably. So it's like, when is when is when are we going to the, the Lashley quote unquote rematch? Oh, never? never. Okay, cool, great, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the never. first finish. Appreciate that.
0: All right, let's um, see. <laughs> they had Bailey and Sasha against the Iconics, Sheamus and Jeff Hardy, Oscar versus Nia Jackson, a double countout, oh. Braun Strowman versus Miz and Morrison, Lashley and McIntyre, and then Randy Orton and Edge. It, so basically, like a one and a half match show, right? Yeah. So that, like, it's just like every month, like they're producing some of the worst like cards that they've ever put on to match their shitty ratings, to match just like the promotion feeling like a shell of itself from the last couple of years.
1: Like it's crazy because like they have more talented wrestlers than any other company, um, at their disposal. Yet, Vince's bar for, Vince, Vince, don't, Vince is so fucking lazy that he does not want to put any work into trying to get anyone over. Like, he is basically like, i need a five star, I need, they're only, you know, and we always talk about this with, uh, college football, right? In high school classes, generally speaking, there's like 35 star, uh, recruits, right? Mm-hmm. In pro wrestling, there's what? Six of them, ten of them, or whatever else? And Vince is like, Vince is acting as if like, Unless you are a unless you are a five star five tool athlete, I will never you know really try to make you a superstar. And it's like there's only like five of those ever at any point in the world. We don't in in like so. So what you're
0: saying is like he does not share the same mentality as Tom Izzo. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right, like he's just like my point is like he's so fucking lazy and he's not willing and he's gotten lazy as far as trying to adapt people to making it making it work for him. Like the last person that had any type of like um star energy and that wasn't like a very already like super made product was like Braun. Really, that's and really it.
0: Think of how many times he's killed Braun from That's career. my point.
1: That's that's what I'm getting at. It's like. Either be perfect or fuck off, and even if you are perfect, we will still fuck you up, like Roman Reigns. Like, because we'll push you a year before you're fucking ready, or 18 months before you're ready. And then, and then, and then, like, then we'll blame the fans for them seeing that he's not ready yet. Because we're jackasses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Always our fault.
1: Right.
3: Yeah. Can we talk about Wednesday wrestling, please? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, 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 we can, yeah.
0: we can we can blow through that. Yeah. Go ahead, Rich. It's, you know, you the AEW uh, guy. Yeah. Um so what do we have? It was Fight for the Fallen. Yes.
2: Um
0: so they were they had to have a another big show for Mox and Cage to happen on. Um so the open They were not counter programmed. Correct. Um Showed in the ratings and
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she fell off a cliff. Like, so, like, and, and it's funny, like, some of the stuff like, they do with NXT is like the hot shotting and um, all that stuff. Like, you know, I, I read WCW probably like twice a year or whatever. And they always talk about like the hot shotting and not being patient and everything like that. And like, we see who's doing what and who's doing, you know, what and win, and booking from a position of strength and different stuff like that. There's one promotion doing that and one that's not. So that's like why they get caught with their pants down in weeks like these, I think. But, um, we opened up, uh, with Cody versus sunny kiss. That was a regular match. I didn't, I didn't think it was too bad. Uh, I heard a lot of kind of mixed reports on it. Uh, a lot of people felt like it was sloppy. I thought sunny kiss had an awesome entrance. Um, uh, I thought Cody he was teasing a lot of heel stuff uh, because he was just getting irrationally frustrated that he couldn't put Sunny K- Kiss away, um, but he ended up getting the win. What you guys think of this?
3: Yeah, I thought it was a a, you know, a solid, wrestling match with a good story, like you mentioned, of you know Cody getting frustrated throughout the match and uh, eventually having to you know try and cheat to get the win. Um, and as far as the the match quality, like I do feel like. Sonny Kiss was moving a few paces ahead of Cody, so there was some stuff that kind of missed, or some strikes that kind of whiffed, and some sequences that didn't quite connect, but overall, it it, it was a fine for wrestling match.
1: Um, I I could feel them having issues early at the beginning. Um, The story of Cody is, you know, possibly the wear and tear of having to defend so often, slash, he's being a heel for, you know, because, um, and Arn telling him to, you know, pull his head out of his ass, which is funny considering it, like, every, like, it's almost like every defense now it's like, all right, it's your turn to be the heel this week, uh, Arn. Oh, it's your turn to be the heel in the ring, Cody. Um, so there, so there's that, I, you know, I thought it was a fine match. I, it's just a standard fair match It like we'll struggle at the beginning and eventually got to a, a point of pretty good. And you know, Cody wanted the end.
0: Yeah. Um, and he was doing the, uh, the big, we are the world, uh, uh, hugging segment after. And I felt like they zoomed the camera in on Cody. And I think that was like, I saw him like one day he's going to be doing the, we are the world celebration with somebody and he's going to drop the ass. Like, I just got that feeling, so uh, look out yeah. for that.
3: Yeah, and throughout the match, there were several cuts to Tully Blanchard, so they're you know continually teasing this potential like Four Horsemen stable because Tully's been scouting Cody matches for weeks now, and there's been you know tweets with the four, and Cody's throwing yeah. up four, and and Dash and Dawson have been throwing up fours, and so there's this whole you know potential Four Horsemen stable that's probably coming.
0: I don't know, man. I'm gonna just say it. I don't need to see another a new four horsemen like how, A how are they going to use the name B is this like not even
1: that I got one for you <clears throat> the thing about is, the horseman made it special is like when they had the lineup of Flair, Anderson Blanchard, Dylan. those were four of the best promos on the planet all together at the same time Whatever little uh, outfit they're making out of uh, the revival plus or FTR
0: plus uh, Cody, that means you only have one of those. <laughs> yeah, um, Cody like revealed the fucking ring uh, buckle like he was Toru Yano. Um, I forgot about that part. Yeah, but at least he's the-, the
1: one. At least he's the one that ate it. Like, like clearly he was working heel.
0: Yeah. Interesting match. Uh, what what did we think of like about Sonny Kiss here? Like uh, to me, like I've been watching Sonny Kiss on like Dark and, okay. and you know coming coming along slowly mm-hmm. uh, from where he was uh, last year at Feifer Fall, which I thought he was like, oh, like he's, he's like a project essentially. Okay. But w- what did you guys make of his performance here?
3: Yeah, I think overall, like you mentioned, from a year time span, he's definitely improved a lot. You know, I watch like you, Rich. I watch Dark every week, and I'm seeing you know his tag matches with Joey and some of his single matches against some of the enhancement enhancement talent that they've brought in during this pandemic era. And he's definitely gotten better um, overall in the ring. And like I said, I just thought he he worked he was working a little bit too fast here for Cody, uh, but overall he's gotten better. I mean, the 450 looks great. Um, he's a, a lot of kind of flashy moves and you know I think he keeps getting reps on Dark and continues to you know he's been working with Dustin a lot uh, on some stuff I think he's going to be pretty good
1: yeah um I've only seen him a couple a few times um but yeah like the the there's something clearly there um and like straight up like he's fucking fun just is uh like I don't think he should be a singles guy I think you know obviously they've already done you know, they're already headed towards down the path with Janello or whatever else. And I think I was smart. Um seeing him here like seeing how up and down he was during this match, it's like, this is like, there's somebody, you put him in the tag team with, with a, with a quote-unquote vet like Janela, you know, you know, we always talk about like, you know, veteran experience, not all veteran experience, a great veteran experience, and it's like what Janela, you know, Janela, it could be a bad influence, not as far as like, you know, having a man like, strung out and nothing like that, but like, bad influence, like, yeah, go out there and do something like, super high-risk and dangerous and then man yourself, impale yourself, but like, but yeah, like, I think that those two together, like that's a good place to to, to put him right now. In, a, in you know, and you do need more acts that you know, <laughs> the young bucks and FTR and the Lucha Bros and Kenny and Heyman are going to like beat up. Like you, you, you gotta be, he can't just keep trying out uh the best friends and beating them. Like I enjoy watching Tucky T che- or like Chucky T getting pinned, but like you can't pin them every other damn week. So so yeah, like. I think they're a nice little, not nice little, that's, that's, that's condescending, but like, they're a nice young gun tag team that you could put and potentially make, you know, as some type of a potential rival to, um, private party down the future. Um, like, I don't know what the fuck has happened to, um, Hybrid 2. They're, they're but, stuck in Mexico. They're stuck in Mexico. Ah! Gotcha. Okay, so like you know, in lieu of that, like you kind of need some young tag teams that they're trying to kind of you know put in that spot to where like they can come out here and give one of these you know big
0: tag teams a run and eventually lose or maybe even get a couple upsets along the way. Um. So uh, the next match we had FTR and the Lucha Bros, and this was a dream match for a lot of people, and it wasn't a dream match. Like we didn't get a dream <laughs> match. Um, nah. It was, like, like it's amazing that it seems like no one thought about this until, like, it was actually in the ring happening. Like, <laughs> What kind of match are you going to do? Right. Like, it's, <laughs> like, so everyone that was, like, when FTR got free, they were naming this as the match they wanted to see. Like, I don't care about FTR versus Young Bucks. I'm trying to see FTR versus the Lucha Brothers. And, like, it, it seemed to be, like, you know, a FDS-like type thing just to, like, hate on the Young Bucks. But uh-huh. – um, y'all got what y'all, what y'all was asking for, uh, this week, right? Because, like, <laughs> like, like, I'm not saying it was a bad match or anything, right. but, like, this wasn't the, the dream match or whatever. And it looked awkward. It looked like they were trying to wrestle two different ways because, because duh. Um, <laughs> and I, to me, I don't know. That's not, like, it's not, I don't want to see FTR slow the Lucha Brothers down. Like that's not that's not <laughs> well, like what well, what I'm to, in it for.
1: Well, to be fair, uh, the homeboy with the hair went out there and did the tope, uh Tornado DDT. So like it, there yeah. was some meeting in the middle. Like I don't I don't recall ever seeing that in the uh, that club in the
0: bag in WWE. I don't recall yeah. ever seeing that shit. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, it just seems like there was a lot off. There were like, some blotches earlier yeah. in the match, and then, like, second half of the match was pretty good. I yeah. thought it was a creative finish. Uh, your boy uh, Dax Harwood's an asshole for ripping that man's mask off. Also, Phoenix bald. Did y'all <laughs> know this? <laughs> Never thought about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think about it, yeah. Yeah, um, but, yeah, it, I don't know, man. I it, When I see FTR and the Lucha Bros on paper, I think they're going to, like, go out and just, like – right assassinate the star rating skill, you would think. <laughs> but it didn't happen. Like, yeah. so, kind of yeah.
3: weird. Yeah, it, it was a very good match, but it was not at the level of the eight-man tag the previous week, which I think was, to me, it was a very high-level tag team match. And I was expecting this match to get there, but just didn't, like you mentioned, Rich, there was a lot of just kind of miscommunications. I mean, the Lucha Brothers, they were off to that, that, this night. They were botching some of their own moves that they do perfectly every week. So I don't yeah. know if it was with the heat or just... They were just off that night, whatever it was. Um, and also, yeah, the, just the style of dichotomies just didn't really work out here. And until um, towards the end, where things kind of picked up. But at least with the finish, they kind of left the door open for another match. Um, yeah. for, a, for a, you know, at this, this finish was quote-unquote kind of clean, but leaves the door open to have a more definitive finish down the line. So maybe there's a better match in them.
0: Yeah, uh, there's one thing you said I think is important to touch. I don't think, like, I've listened to a couple of reviews. I don't think anyone's brought it up. But the heat in Jacksonville, I think that had an effect on a lot of the, the matches on this show. Uh, I think James, you said it was 84 with a real feel of 93. Right. And then, if you remember back to Fight for the Fallen last year, yeah, they had when, that when, crazy when heat.
1: When Pentagon was strung out, like, when he was um, out of... After he just got done tagging, he tagged out. And then it was, like, standing... <laughs> this was back when AEW, like, their camera was horrendous and or whatever. This, now it's just halfway good. But anyway, like, they had Pentagon after tagging out at the beginning of the match for a while. Uh, out in that Jacksonville heat for Fight for the Fallen. And he is on the... He's by the apron, but he's on the floor, and you just see him just, just pull a whole bottle of water. He's pouring on himself and drinking. He's like, he, he's, you know, it's it's hot as hell out here. Back back in that
3: here. That mask. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, Jeremy, you were there for that, weren't you?
3: Yeah, I was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was hot. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> I mean, y'all
1: were like, y'all, you want It, I was like, no, <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I, I skipped that show. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> I was Wait. like, I'll go to Fighter Fest. That one's in a building.
2: Like, right. <laughs>
3: right. Um, New Year's show that felt pretty good though.
0: Was uh, oh yeah, the New Year's that yeah, I definitely got to make it to one of the January shows. Whenever uh, the, the <laughs> what shit
1: in the year 2023. you know, 2028, <laughs> 2023, you know? 2023, some shit. Yeah. Um, yeah so, uh. I got to say, um, the passive aggressive stuff between after the match, like, okay, so, um, I thought it was a creative finish, but I, 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 remember, wasn't there a point in the, uh, ladder match of death from, uh, what is it? Double or nothing, or no, it's from All Out. All Out, else. yeah. D- wasn't Wasn't there a spot in there where, uh, Matt, where I
0: think Matt ripped his mask. Matt ripped
1: his mask, and then they murdered him in cold blood for for doing that. Pentagon did later with a, yeah. a package power driver through a ladder. I think some shit like that. So or, or stuff power driver. So so yeah, like uh, I mean, obviously it's been a few months, so like, but I'm just saying, like I, I remember that, but I wonder if they're you know, I don't think it's going to be the end of them having matches in. We know they have better matches than them. I'm, I, I I was disappointed. I had, high, I had pretty high expectations, but uh, but yeah, like it just it was just a three and a half star type of match that of a match I thought could have been like you know on TV and that and that situation could have been like four and a quarter, four and a half, that sort of thing. It, it, it you know, you know these, so, <laughs> these guys can't
0: just will it all the time. Yeah. Uh, so the Bucks came out and attached, attacked attack uh, butchering the blade and got the keys back to FTR's little old timey truck. And then uh, Kenny Omega came out with a cooler beer. Uh, We knew Kenny doesn't actually drink beer, so I was like, huh, what's going on here? And the Bucks gave them their keys back, and Kenny uh, handed a beer to FTR. Then FTR poured the beers on Kenny's head, and, you know, damn Dash lives. Yeah. um... And this seemed to infuriate Kenny. (laughs) Yeah. I just... How old
1: is Kenny Omega? Thirty-five. How old or bald or hair in uh, FDR? I think they're about the same age, maybe a little younger. So why are they behaving like fucking children? No, they're acting like teenagers. <laughs> like I, I, I they I don't just, like each other. I just play people that I don't like that I interact with on a on a fairly regular basis. And I don't pour beer on their hair or get upset when they dump out beer yeah, that I hand it to them. Like I, I just don't. Maybe, 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 maybe I just, like, I, I'm i too laid back on that sort of thing. Like, I don't care. Like, you're about to fight over a fucking sp- spilt beer, and you're about to, like, turn this into a, tr- uh, a six-person tag feud between, like, FTR and Hangman versus the Young Bucks and uh, Kenny over fucking sp- spilt beer. Like, <laughs> like, whatever. Give me the match, but, like, this, this 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 is just like childish to me. Whatever.
0: Well, up next we had Chris Jericho, and he came out uh, and said that he uh, beat Orange Cassidy in one of the greatest matches in AEW history, and he yeah. won the ratings war last last week. He explained that he's never been beaten in the eighteen to forty nine demo, and then he called himself. The demo God, (laughs) ridiculous. Okay, I was hating this until he said the demo God, and then I popped because I was like, the oh my god, this guy's done it again. Within minutes, it seemed like there was a T-shirt on pro wrestling tees. He's great. (laughs) Um,
1: I, I I. I don't, I don't care about the demo. I really don't give a fuck. But whatever, yeah. it, it it made people talk, so it worked, I guess. But I just like how how many times you can go to the well on this on a weekly basis for People grow tired of it because like yeah. I I'm you know bio is because we do you know when Rose wrestling is like the staple of the show now, the backbone of the show is like we get drugged into that, and I'm just like I don't find that to be particularly interesting. Like were the shows good or were they not? Um, but whatever, like it. it I'm sure the sure shirt's gonna sell off the rack or whatever else. So good for him for that, but like, I,
3: I, it's just it wasn't for me. <laughs> it just wasn't for me. Yeah,
2: what's I think
3: you, what's your think about the demo god. So I I, I think the rating stuff it's intriguing to, to look at like off screen. You know, when you start talking about ratings on screen, it gets a little bit cringe. I did think he, he did kind of save it with the whole demo god thing, and because the ratings is such a big talking point. In the wednesday night wrestling mm. uh and so it's like trolling in all the right, right. ways right so it's, cool. it's yeah it's like so you know the, the AEW supporters are like yeah like you know <laughs> we will you all the demo every week <laughs> and then for those fans they're like oh what about the all you know the all you know the, the viewers the total viewers it's like nah it's, it's about the demo he's trolling those people and it's a, it's a big troll job. It's gonna, it's selling merch. I think they're already one of the top selling shirts already this past week. And foolish, yeah. So that I think, is fine. But overall, like, I like to keep the ratings top to a minimum on screen. Yeah. yeah, I. I just feels like I just feels like obviously you
1: know this is clearly what he's doing and he's working on trying to get everybody else over like he's been doing since day one in AEW, uh, especially since TV. But it's like. The demo guy just seems so like. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, hi, go on. <laughs> like, it's, like okay. So, for example, right, like uh I know he's clearly trolling, but for me, he's, like, I just find it be so lame. That it it's like I know like that's supposed to be the heat, but it's like I, I feel like. Jericho can be doing something cool. like, after he's already dispatched of Orange Cassidy, I feel like he would be doing something better than this, like, I know he's about to do the Jungle Express thing or whatever else, or Jurassic Express, Jungle Express, um and that's gonna be cool or whatever else, but you know, cause you know he's gonna beat the shit out of Marco Stunt but, um, but like, I just like, whatever whatever, it's, it's 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 something to do, but I still feel like he's side questing right now, like I'm starting to look ahead and be like, alright so, once we get to all, uh, out what is what like, like, if it's please don't, please don't tell say Tyson, but if, like, who what, what's his opponent gonna be? Like, it, like, it's probably gonna be Tyson, or or it still could be Tyson, but like, I don't wanna be Tyson in any circus I don't wanna see that shit, like, yeah, it's I, 250 I year old know. people fighting
0: and one's not a wrestler yeah, I, I don't wanna see that at all uh, um, and one's
1: not a trained wrestler
0: at all, look, if it's me, I'm booking Scorpio Sky to, to have that match with him because they've already got history in the promotion. You are spinning Scorpio Sky off anyway, and you can either beat him or you can have him beat Jericho at this point. It's not a bad option at all. Like when you're looking at like the faces that are around and who's there, Scorpio's also on that Matt Roto program where he's older than he looks. So you got to take advantage of that.
3: <laughs> and plus, if you look at the booking too, uh, Scorpio's in that 20 win club, but only like Kenny and Kazarian, a couple other people are in, there's not many people who have 20 career wins in the promotion so far. So like you mentioned, Rachel, him being singles now, that would make perfect sense. Uh, you know, he can brag that he has a better overall record than Jericho. And that can kind of lead into yeah. the feud.
0: Yeah, I, I think you get uh, Jericho up to, like, 19 wins before the pay-per-view and be like, I'm going to get my 20th victory or whatever or something like that. And then he doesn't wrestle until the pay-per-view. And, <laughs> you know, Scorpio Sky, I don't know. They they can come up with something. But um, after they dump the juice on Jericho. Oh, yeah, that's um, another
1: one, part of my <laughs> point, right? So... Yeah, that is like, so back-to-back things we got people getting shit thrown in their head, getting liquid thrown in their head. I was like, why couldn't they space that out or just not do
3: one of them this week? I, I Whatever. Yeah, the Jericho one felt so WWE-ish, you know, liquid falling from the sky, ha-ha. I, was like, I did not like that whatsoever. Yeah. I heard rumors that Jericho was saying that they were supposed to have an orange juice truck, and I'm just like, no. like, oh my God. No. None is of that, that- like we're not, let's not relive the '90s. Let's not try and WWE with the ha ha funny. We got you know we spilled stuff on, on him. Like no, like
1: well, you saw Ortiz. Ortiz was trying to swim. was trying to swim and shit was like Vince.
3: Yeah, this man I was bumping off the juice. No, but he yeah. swam.
1: But he tried to swim like he was Vince, and I was like, like oh, I, I hated like between. Hey, probably a strong word, but like I I did not like. I disliked. That whole thing, like from that the the whole demo god thing to the to the only part I like was the demo god.
0: Sorry, <laughs> the only part I like was the demo god. Everything yeah, and else, then he dropped the something. I was like,
1: this is so derivative and lazy, and the stuff that I've seen Jericho do, especially even going down to like, you ruined my jacket. My jacket is some ridiculous amount of money that it probably is not. Like he he did that with Ambrose in two thousand
0: sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Figure something out with that, so. Um, but up next, we had the Elite versus the Jurassic Express, Fire. and this was just a Fire. just 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 dumb one wrestling, just like go go out there and do a bunch of crazy shit, y'all. Yes, sir, boss. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, this tag match was awesome. You know a lot of people were kind of wondering what, you know, AEW's specialty was going to be kind of going into pay-per-views and TVs. A lot of people thought, you know, maybe it could be the Joshis. Uh, maybe it could be OWE and Shima and his crew. None of that really all kind of panned out. But the one thing that's been hitting are these, you know, tag matches, multi-man tag matches on Dynamite, on pay-per-views. So the tag division has been, like, one of the best, Things about AEW and they're knocking out of the park, you know, every week of one of these like crazy wild spot tag matches. And like, this is becoming a staple, and they, they need to have one of
0: these kind of crazy wild spot matches every week. Yeah, I love it. RLPW. Fucking, um, uh, Kenny Omega also ended his career uh, this week uh, by selling for Marco Stunt. Uh, so you guys got any uh, thoughts on uh, the end of Kenny Omega's career here? I mean it, it was a good while it lasted
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um they uh did another crazy super Canadian destroyer off of the like they were running on the um the entrance ramp and jumped off Luchasaurus' shoulders, and Jungle Boy gave Matt essentially from the top rope a Canadian destroyer unbelievable just like every if they if this shit degenerates into like what kind of cra- crazy Canadian destroyer can happen at any point during this two hours uh I would love to see it um <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, well, I love it um uh, I, I thought about uh Jurassic, or uh, the the big man. He was pretty good in this match. Uh, Jungle Boy and Nick Jackson. Uh, I saw a comment where it looked like someone said uh, Nick Jackson just wrestled himself ten years ago. Um, and but I think uh, the the real talking point here is Kenny Omega snapping on uh, Marco Stunt after the match, smiling and like beating the fuck out of that man, and then having to get pulled off by the Young Bucks. Look. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. <sighs> Look, like y'all gonna talk yourselves into it. Yeah, like everybody, like they gonna talk themselves into it, and then they are gonna be upset later.
1: I can mean? see it coming. Like, like Hill Kenny, you mean?
0: Yes, they they, they gonna talk themselves into it, and then they are gonna get real angry when, when this man start like opening up these promos and really pissing people off. Like and, and and really just being at the top, and then people just going, going like it's it's, it's gonna it's a no win situation. Well, what, uh, I, for this what, what
1: I will say is, Singles Hill Kenny, um, one will give me more more of the matches I want to see, and two would actually give him um some some oomph as an actual character, as opposed to just a great wrestler, and it's like. I like he's still my in room performer. but was like, I need him to talk. So like, sure. Like for me, I'm 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 fine with it. Like anything that will put a mic in front of that man's mouth and will let and will allow and uh, make him actually feel comfortable to want to, uh, you know, talk shit or talk about how he's the greatest or whatever else. Fine. Um. Now, other people's opinion, like. Kenny Omega can do anything, can do any, he can donate to charity and people can find a way to complain about it. So it's like, I, I mean, like honestly, like that's any, that's any wrestler too. is like people hate people because they're assholes and they have miserable lives. So like, I mean, yeah, I, 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 you know, it is
0: what it is. Um, It's, been, it's kind of been foreshadowed on BTE. It's like, I don't know. I, I kind of get upset about the obsession with the past uh also like you know i've talked about on the show before being an artist and then like always trying to reach back for whatever may or may not be there from a couple years ago it's like going forward man uh move the game forward as as the late kobe bryant would say but um he's been foreshadowing the cleaner on bte what have you made of this whole like last couple weeks and then this thing jeremy
3: So I think what's gonna happen I I think eventually I think this is leading to a Kenny Omega heel turn, but I don't think he's gonna be the cleaner. I think it's gonna be like a new like heel Kenny and I think that's what people are gonna be mad about. You're gonna be Uh, like, you know, we wanted the cleaner uh, and you're being whatever this new heel kenny is
1: he's Jay White (laughs) no no fuck this like bro if Kenny Omega came out here and started doing fuck finishes I'd be done with AW I can't I know bro this I, I, I look my, all I all I wanted was some New Japan ass matches in America. That's all I wanted. And y'all want to give me this bullshit? Hey,
2: okay? I,
3: I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I know
1: you're not. I'm just saying. Like I'm playing. My, I'm playing. Like I'm playing at my worst fears. Like please, please, please do not fuck with me.
2: I can't deal with it.
3: Uh, but yeah, they have they have been slowly teasing this on BT like you mentioned, Rich. Um, uh, you know the whole storyline right now on BTEs. You know he wants to literally kill. Coca-Banna for you know interrupting his segments and stuff like that, and the Bucks and everybody's like you know you do not need to do not talk to Kenny. Don't go near him. Right, he's been you know ordering. We saw him order like a leather leather jacket. He's been wearing sunglasses. Like he's been playing with a broom again. Like becoming <laughs> like, you know the the cleaner, the, the, the janitor, like something yeah, like, <laughs> like what, what was that tip he used to have. The janitor, like he's becoming that again. You know all the ones that the Reddit fans want him to be. And so, yeah, they've been teasing that and, you know, like, yeah, he, he really wants to kill you. Like, he's been get, you know, he's been getting more aggressive lately. He's been you know, in a bad mood. Like, do not talk to him. Leave him alone. Like, yeah. he wants to murder you. So, yeah, it seems like they're teasing that way. And then, like, way back, there was that whole, like, dream sequence where um, Adam Page had the dream that he was feuding with Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. And usually when they do stuff like that on BT, like, eventually, like, it comes up. So I think, yeah, it's gonna be, like, they're gonna lose the titles. Kenny's gonna heal on him, and then Kenny and Hangman is gonna be your like your big program.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be like. I think they're gonna they've taken like the proper like speed with it, and by the time it explodes, it's gonna be real. Uh, I just hope Hangman's ready, ready to uh, step up. So I have a question,
1: right? Like with the MJF outfit, Inner Circle the Inner Circle, um, the Dark Order. They're teasing Cody turning heel. They're teasing Kenny turning heel. And I,
0: yes, both of them turning heels. You know what that means? They ain't got to wrestle each other. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess my question is like, do you think they've built up
1: enough, st- uh, enough of the babyface roster for these machinations if they were to like, like happen in the near future? Like, I feel like if you turn Kenny Omega and Cody heel or heel is like. Alright, so you have John Moxley and oh, dudes that like we've only known for like a year. Yeah. I yeah. I think that's kind of a scary proposition. Like I, I feel like they're doing a lot of teasing, but like, I don't know if they would actually put I don't think it's wise to pull the trigger yet, at least. I thought like you gotta get more baby faces up and running to for, to like basically step into those shoes and like, hangman's one of them, but Darby um darby can't be a number three baby face at this point though he's not ready he can't be number three if it's moxley's number one oh think of it where is he at now was he like six um
0: i'm not sure all
1: right let's go through it cody moxley uh kenny kenny slash hangman as as a, as a squad together right
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and then where do we go from there will you throw darby there now or will you throw darby there now uh probably uh, or Orange Cassidy. Okay. So I'm just saying like I find that to be a scary proposition if like that's you get to, you basically like get rid of those two and now you're just basically at like Hangman's your number two baby face in the company and then number three is like you know Jurassic Express slash uh Orange Cassidy slash Darby. I think that's I think that's cutting it real thin on star power. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to like see.
0: Like, maybe what- you turn Jericho babyface? Maybe. You could. Yeah. But then you have to blow up the inner circle.
1: Well, you've been talking about them doing that and having the same be the leader of the shit for forever. Or not forever, for a while now, so.
0: <laughs> I could, he got to come back to promotion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe
0: maybe uh, the big war dog becomes a babyface one day. That,
1: that could happen. They've been teasing that
3: for a while. Like we mentioned, there's Scorpio Sky.
0: Yeah.
1: See, the thing with Scorpio Sky, so I don't believe it, because it's like they've been stopping and starting him on Dynamite for so long that it's like I, it, like whatever y'all are seeing on um, Dark is not translating to Dynamite for me. Let
0: me see. At
1: least not yet.
0: I mean, we could just, you know, uh, you know, start pushing Marco's stunt. You know, the Jungle Boy, you know. I'd probably throw the Jungle Boy in there, too. I will put the Jungle Boy Furley behind uh, Darby, though. So, um, let's see what we got here. So, what do we have after that? Uh, Nyla Rose, I think, yep. uh, announced the her manager as uh, it was predicted, Vicky Guerrero. Yep. Gentlemen, we've seen it uh not really excited um not really a fan of viguero at this point I think she's a one note kind of thing there are no fans here yet, so I don't know what do you guys think about this yeah i I think Vicky
3: is very talented at what she does. I think she in that kind of heater heel role. I think she did a great job back in the day with like Edge and Dolph Ziegler and the whole, you know, La Familia stable that they had back in the day. And, you know, if you want somebody for Nyla that can talk and generate heat, then I think Vicky is a good person for the job. Um it's just one of those things like, all right, how many more managers do we need? How many more how many former WWE acts do we need? Um and it's, like, I feel like Nyla, it's, like, is on the path of developing, like, her promo kind of chops and was doing kind of good on her own. But I guess maybe they, they wanted this for, like, the character development. I'm, I'm not quite sure, like, why they felt Nyla needed a manager. Maybe they just want to make her maybe just the more intimidating, just kind of, like, beast figure and let you B- do all the talking that way. Uh mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm willing to give it a chance to try to see where it goes. I think it could be interesting, but like you mentioned, Rich, like right now there is no, you know, quote unquote fans in the building. So like it's not gonna generate you know, a ton of heat right now.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same camp as you, Jeremy. Like, I don't really see the point in, uh, or I see the point, but I don't really think it's a good fit for, for Nana. Like, I thought Nana was doing pretty damn good when her, when she comes out here and, like, has her one-liners or her little, or her little, I keep saying this kind of silly shit. Uh, or, like, her, her small stuff that she does with talking. Like, not everybody needs to be a fucking orator, right? Like, to, like, She's a monster. She can say her one-liners that are effective, like, always bet on Black. I love that. Like, she's good enough to do it at, at, at the role she was in or whatever else. Like, she's already been a champion. She was already doing pretty damn well at, when she was a champion. Now she's, you know, um, working on the aftermath after the title's been taken off her. Like, if you ask me, like, if you want to have Vicky Guerrero on your TV, fine. But I think as far as an um, actual real cohesive fit, she needs to be with Brit annoying the hell out of uh Rebel. Or Reby, or whatever her uh, is it Rebel what's her
0: name? <laughs> Reba. Rebel. Rebel. But it's Rebel, but she calls her Reba.
1: Reba. They need to be out there antagonizing shit out of Reba until Reba snaps on them or whatever's being just like being annoying, unsufferable human beings. Like her and Brit is like is like the CM Punk and Paul Heyman of like just, wow. of just annoyance. <laughs> Right, so it's like that's a perfect match right there, for, in my opinion. For for, for Vicky, I, but you know, like we'll see what they do. Like I'm not, I don't necessarily hate it, but it was like super predictable. That it was like, all right, you see all the all the other managers out here. Like they're probably gonna pick a woman. If they're going to pick a woman, who is it gonna be? Probably Vicky. And we all we and we all figured it out. We figured them out. So there
2: you go. Yeah.
0: Um. So I, I, skipped a little it, but, uh, she did cut a promo in, uh, English. She said, uh, that she's always re- ready for Nyla, but it doesn't always, it doesn't necessarily have to be Nyla. Uh, it's an open challenge. And it, if you have the passion, step up and challenge her and show her. Uh, the division's been decimated by COVID and injuries. So
1: <laughs> like it, what swole well, part of his own doing, like they didn't have to spin swole. They took her off TV. So you have the swole thing. She's gone Brit. Knee injury, ditto for Stat. Who's going to be gone for even longer? And, and who am I forgetting? That also,
0: oh, uh, who know where to Final Four yeah. just had her had her match,
1: right? Riho is in Japan. She ain't coming. Uh, f- uh. B's in the UK. <laughs> yep. Shanna's in the UK. Yep. Uh, Shampoo Nakajima, you, Yuka Sakazaki, ditto. I assume Japan. they're
0: in Japan. They're in Japan. Um, yep. They're doing shows. Yeah. So this shit has been. It looks like they're bringing in a. Uh, Ivalice and, um, or Ivalice Ivelisse and, um, Diamante. Diamante next week. Yeah, so.
1: and that should be good, because Diamante, um, she's good. Ivalice, I believe she's, I haven't watched much of her, or actually, I've, I may I don't know if I've seen her or not, but, like, I've heard that she is good, but she does have baggage. Like, apparently she's a homophobe. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, I've heard some kind of attitude issues on Evil East, but I've seen her, I mean, we've seen her here in Shine all the time, and I've seen her on Lucha Underground, and I think she's a, a great wrestler, so if she can kind of get rid of the baggage and work on the attitude, I think she'd like, be a great addition. Like, I, I didn't hear about, like, I don't know
1: Evilise like that, so, like, I heard about it this week when she she was there, and they talked and, you know, on Twitter people talk about it, so it's like for me, I'm I don't know. Well, if it were me, I wouldn't have signed them. That for for one, or signed Evelise. Uh, I don't think she signed. Okay, but or brought them in either way. Um, unless the you know, unless you're going to have someone you know, have you know, send let let it be known that like you need to atone for, you know, this nonsense that you've put out in the streets. So, but that's not what was done. So. I mean, they're in a desperate spot right now with uh, with talent. So, he, you know, like, if it were me, I would have reached out to, like,
0: Allison Kay or Thunder Rosa. Since they're yeah. not sort of under contract. So, that, that brings us back to the open challenge part. I would definitely, like, I think you can count on one of them two showing up to, to run it at some point. Hopefully, it's Thunder Rosa. Especially, especially with the uh, with NWA in, like, a state of who knows what. So, um,. Otherwise, we would have the Nightmare Sisters, uh, Brandy and Allie, uh, against Kenzie Page and MJ Jenkins. So, MJ Jenkins uh, making her AEW Dynamite debut. She's defected. She's, you know, She's defected. She's jump,
3: jump brands.
0: Like yeah. it, like
1: half the roster has already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so uh, it seems like. Um, so, Brandy and Allie have been, like, working together rather well lately on Dark, and what this kind of seemed like was, like, the a...
1: working well together lately, like, as far as, like, they get along, or like, as far as their good work? they get along.
0: Oh, okay. they get along in and, the ring, though. I mean, it is alright. Like, you it's know... It's fine. Nothing... I, yeah, it's, it's just fine. Like, Brandy's, like, uh, Sling Blade is actually really good. Um, aside from that, though, like... It seems like what they did on the show this week, it seems like they reset the act back to the very initial stages of when they were bickering. It's like, well, we already kind of got past that, I thought, but um, two minute match. Uh, they hit uh, the G. Ali hit a GTR on uh, MJ Jenkins for the pin. Uh, apparently, there's some. Wait, like the photo <laughs> GTR? Actually, I think she did a, a final cut
3: because she's been doing a lot of. Um, He's been a lot of Dustin's moves.
0: Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so... I don't
1: know. <laughs> G- Goto's GTR, <laughs> old people. God damn.
0: So, like, I don't know if there's supposed to be a, a AEW women's tag division there or something, but they've been teaming up for a while. They're, like, 4 or 5 and 0 oh together, so something's happening. I don't know what. But, um... So next week, they've got uh, Cody defending the TNT title in an open challenge. Uh, who knows? I haven't heard any leaks yet. Uh, Heyman Page versus Five, Allen Angels. Uh, Evil Leaves versus Diamante. MJF will be fighting somebody. Uh, the Young Bucks will be taking on Butcher and Blade, and it Falls Count Anywhere match. That's going to be fantastic. And then Lucha Boy... Luciosaurus and Jungle Boy versus Jericho and uh, Jake Hager next week. Ooh, Jake Hager. Um,
1: Lucia Boy and Jungle Saurus. That's
0: funny. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh after that we had uh you know Taz come out here and cut a promo before Mox entered and said we're uh, moments away from Cage's crown A moment. Uh Moxley they played a promo from him earlier that uh said he's gonna basically um he's gonna rip uh, Cage's Surgically repaired left bicep off the bone and told him to enjoy the hospital. So, uh, this is a match we were all looking forward to. Uh, what would we think about this? Uh, uh, Moxley defeated Cage uh, at the end uh, to retain the title.
3: Yeah, I thought this was a very good match. It was a great story. Moxley, you know, top bay face, world champion, went out there and told you exactly what he's going to do. I'm going to try and rip this man's. Turns repaired arm off so I can win this match. And throughout the match he's doing arm bars and Kamoras and all this arm based offense that made a lot of sense. And um, because Brian Cage is a freak in the machine, he was still able to go, he's still able to pull off power maneuvers, but it wasn't quite right. You know, he did struggle with the arm throughout. So it was in a complete body part match where he's completely useless, but he's able to kind of shrug it off a little bit, but he's definitely in pain and um, great selling for him, great selling from Moxley, and then to the final spot where he gets him trapped in the arm bar, and it's like, my, uh, Brian Cage is like, I, I am not giving up. I will literally sit here and let you rip my arm off. I will die. Right, and Moxley's like, fine, and I'll, I'll rip your arm off, and Taz has to be the one to throw a towel in and protect his investment, and be like, hey, you know, you, you gotta live the fight another day. I, I, I get it, you're gonna be pissed at me, but I don't want your arm ripped off again. We, we got more, we got more money to make.
0: So I thought it was great, a little bit. Ross was doing a good job putting it over, too. Like, this kid can't afford five more months of being on the table, so it'd be 10 out of 12 months of the year Uh they would be laid up with no money coming in, essentially, like, you know. But um, I especially wish he, that...
1: Especially if he pays his corner.
0: Right. <laughs> I, I wish that when people, like, you know, blanketly throw the, the term storytelling on a match. I wish they would be referencing matches like these rather than <laughs> stuff that just sucks that they're trying to cover up for. Um, but yeah, I, I dug this one because, like Jeremy said, Maso is exactly what he was going to do. Um, he did it. It was like calling a shot. You had it being laid out for you in every like single possible way. The announcers explaining it to you. The uh, work in the ring happening and it seemed like they still had another level to kind of get to. So, um, what did you think about this one, James?
1: I thought it was a very good match if you want to set up a rematch. I really did. Um, the last time I liked a match that like I thought was immediately going to lead to a rematch was like Samoa Joe and AJ at SummerSlam 2018. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Oh, they did This This was fun, but like, there's another level, and like, this leaves you the opportunity to have another level somewhere down the line. Um, and like, you, I, I really enjoyed the match. Um, I, I think that I, I don't want to, okay, him and Cage or Cage and Darby, um, cause the, the finish of the match is, uh, after, after he throws in the towel. Uh Moxley, Moxley celebrates. Cage gets up. He attacks Moxley. Then the lights go out. Uh take a swig, Jamie Spector. Uh, and then and out comes Darby. Darby uh ends up uh coming up top rope with the skateboard and the uh and the lip of the skateboard ends up hitting uh Cage in the in the throat. He bails um and he's pissed uh by ringside, but you leave with, um, Darby and Moxley in the ring together, um, making a save, which I guess is kind of like a Miyako before, uh, you know, Floyd is so, you know, hates Darby because, you know, he didn't save Moxley that one time. when There are three people in front of him. Uh, they, they were going to stop the path to get to that, but whatever. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so yeah, I, uh, two people, not three. So yeah, I, um, I, I think that. I don't know how that match is going to go. Like, I think they're going to have a fun match, but, like, I ultimately, like, I think Darby needs to... I think Cage needs to, like, beat Darby really badly to kind of uh, not make up for this, but, like, I don't know if this is the time for Darby to get his win because Cage and uh, Taz are doing so damn well. Um... It's weird. It's it's really weird. Like um, I don't think I think you need to like move Cage and keep Cage where he is. Like high on the card is like a you know top six level person um, on the mm-hmm. roster. Uh And I don't think he should be doing jobs for for Darby. Uh, but at, at the end of day, like maybe he you know he gets he gets him and catches him with a flash Finch or something. I don't know. Maybe that's the like. They caught themselves in a situation where, like, I don't feel like you should be doing this program because I don't know if you need to be beating either one of them right now. Like, mm-hmm. Darby, you know, the way that you, you know, the Darby and Taz thing, whatever else. Cage comes to the scene, he puts them on the shelf for like a month, and then, you know, here we are. Um But yeah, anyway, back to this match. I, I really enjoyed it, and like, I can't wait till they have a match again, and like him and Taz can go back at it on the mic again. Taz and uh, Dar- and Moxley.
0: Yeah. Um, So we got a question from Floyd. So he uh, had a request for the show this week. He said, if you have time, could you discuss black singles wrestlers that are available to be signed by AEW? And he's talking guys that are ready to be pushed. So um, I'm trying to think. Um, So when we think about people that are ready to be pushed,
1: that are out there. The two that immediately come to mind are Leo Rush and ACH. Right.
3: Um, I mean, for me, the first thing that came to my mind was AR Fox.
1: It's, but is he in uh, the WWE thing still, or is he out?
3: It's tricky. So he was under Evolve contract in WWE. He's bought Evolve and. They've brought some of those evolved guys on TV. We've seen the Sculpt, like Leon Ruff and Adrian Alanis and Liam Gray, who've all been trained by AR Fox. And AR Fox was the leader of the Sculpt, and we've been seeing those guys being jobbed out on NXT and 205 Live. Especially Leon Ruff, my God. <laughs> yeah, so it's AR Fox's contract stats are kind of up in the air. Nobody really knows what mm-hmm. his stats are. He's still running his school in Georgia, um, but if WWE hasn't brought him in yet, they're not going to use him like... I would think that maybe he's a free agent at this point, and I would be trying to pick him up.
0: Yeah. Um, I think you got to, like, if you're looking like someone that's, like, not an immediate name, um, AEW actually has a couple guys that are, like, floating around their access, uh like Will Hobbs. Uh, me and Jeremy were talking about him before or the show. You can push him as a Black Goldberg. Like like literally he can just get in there and be big and he seems like he was a I think he's a former football player. He was on dark uh this week, running wild with like huge power slams and um uh spine busters like Arn Anderson and he's looks like he's about six four, maybe two eighty if I'm not mistaken. Uh big dude. If if you guys are um a couple of weeks ago when Britt was out there, there's a big black guy next to her. That was Will Hobbs. Um
1: they hadn't played security?
0: Yeah, he was, like, um, guarding Britt Baker or whatever.
3: Oh, God. And I think he
0: was sitting at ringside last week, so.
3: Yeah, and he's been on Dark, and this past week's Dark, he was wilding out, spine-busting everybody, he looked really good.
0: Yeah. Um, they did sign Lee Johnson, who's kind of in the role Jungle Boy was in last year, getting beat like a drum. Uh, I think he's, like, 0-11 right now, so. <laughs> uh, he's a young lion right now, so, uh, yeah, beat him. Um uh, then there's like Saeed Al Savah, who's out there. Uh, he actually is no longer under MLW contract. He seems to go in and out of contracts quite often, uh, or at least twice in the, in recent memory. Uh, I don't know the particulars on, on each of them, but I know he is out there. Um, Troy Hollywood's out there. Uh, Snoop Strikes is out there. Um, Treehouse Lee is out there. Um, basically, there are yeah, a lot of. Yeah, John Davis is out there, big tough motherfucker. Uh, if if you want someone that's that's just just tough, uh, they did recently just sign Ricky Starks, uh, who looks like he's going to be set up to be getting pushed soon. Uh, so this thing has uh, come up once again with, um, I believe, is AJ Gray, uh, who did an interview, uh, you know, expressing his disappointment about the lack of push black wrestlers in AEW, and he actually put the word black on it now. So it's not like, you know, hiding behind the diversity word, um, as it was before, because he gave a great example of like what a w is doing with women's division. Um, he also, you know, talked about, I, I saw him, you know, uh, posting on water. It's like, don't tag me in the Cody and friends belt post, or whatever. Cause you know, they were asking who do you want to see the, the open challenge. Uh, you know, him to face. So he wanted to take himself out of that hat. So I don't know if this is like a a personal um, thing with AJ Gray and AEW. Like maybe like he just thinks it's all bullshit or he, you know, was slighted by them in some type of way we don't know about or or whatever the situation is. But um, it is a – it's becoming a more noticeable thing every time this pops back up because it's like, well – we're seeing more people people being brought in right. like Brody, Brody Lee uh Lance Archer in the last couple months Brian Cage and, just and lots of
1: and Jericho's friends and Cody's friends and Young Bucks friends and yeah like yeah absolutely yeah
0: and and we and we did a long segment on this before and you know my my um kind of row where i would be upset was if i felt like there was like no type of path in because like we know how a lot of this shit works in every business it's a very who you know type thing so one thing that i have seen is like through qt marshall school there's a lot of guys that a lot of black wrestlers that have come through qt marshall school and it's like man like he has a lot of guys, like, and you know, that is encouraging to see. Like, we always count the people that pop up by AEW Dark, but it's like, you know, there's not that many people they're signing during the pandemic. And if they are, they usually have really big names. So I don't know if this is a situation where they're not trying to commit to lower people, but Pineapple Peace right there. He's already got himself over. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Uh, like I said, Will Hobbs, Lee Johnson, Sean Dean. Musa um, is there. Uh, I'm trying to think, a couple is it Musa Smith? Or I think his name's name just Musa. it's okay. just, just like Musa. But but I think um, definitely like Will Hobbs. That's who you want to like have he's a big motherfucker. You can't say he's too small. Can't say like you know he's green. whatever because he's big, like so he can hide all that. Like <laughs> if you can do it with Warlow, like you can do it with Will Hobbs.
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm at a point now to where um like it's super valid and it needs to be addressed at some point. Like Ricky Starks is cool, and Ricky Starks had that match with Cody and I thought he was damn good in it. And like I I'm interested to see what happens Next with him, I'm interested to see what happens to this tag team with, with, um, Janella in, in Sunny Kiss. Um, Scorpio Sky thing. I'm still just like in a, uh, I'll believe when I see a thing because like it's been so stop and start with him for since November. Um, and obviously they had to, you know, figure out what they, how they wanted to handle the SCU departure thing or split or whatever the hell that is, but, um, it still seems like it's, you know, it seems like it's been a long time coming in and it ain't, it ain't got here yet. Uh, so, you know, along with that, like, you know, everybody, including WWE, has a bunch of black jobbers they come out here and they just beat the piss out of. So it's like, I'm not giving them props for signing jobbers. I'm just, or not, or bringing in jobbers to, to do jobs. Like, they're not getting pushed. So, uh, like, regardless of if you know whatever not people think is like shouldn't is it valid like not nah, that's bullshit like there is a there is a clear you know thing here um and they'd be best to you know figure it out because it's not like like leo rush should be fucking perfect for them perfect for them um i don't know how if he wants to wrestle or whatever situation is but like you gotta at least make fucking phone calls you got at least at you know let it be known uh, that you're you know you're making these, these these um you're reaching out like the Chris Bay thing is like sticks in my mind is like Cody me, yeah you know I've been watching his YouTube videos like okay whose videos are you watching like why 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 is <laughs> why do these people have to be qualified in a way that like these other motherfuckers he's picking up off the street aren't like are are seemingly aren't aren't qualified either you just sign them because off the vibe like what 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 is going on here so. Yeah, hopefully
3: that gets as gets figured out. Yeah, and like with the Chris Bay thing, like how long have you been watching? Because Chris Bay is a name I heard Cody say several times, and right. now he signed with Impact, and right. now he's a new X Division champion. Right. It's probably been Impact for a while now. So how long were you watching? And like how long did it take for you to finally try to pull a trigger and then wait until Don Callis signs him up?
0: Interesting, very interesting. Because like. um... The, the company's only going to get older. It's only going to get more established. Like the people that are in the roles are only going to get further entrenched in them. So like the longer it takes, the, I think the longer it's going to. Unless things get solved now. Right. It's like you can, you can, you can, um, fix a lot of the problems that may manifest later on (laughs) or, or not run into them at all. If you go ahead and like, I'm going to bang the drum for Will Hobbs. Really hard right now because like that's like Will Hobbs when you see him James it's going to instantly click it's like this is the easiest thing you can do you you get him you stick him with somebody that can work and he and he's fucking Big Daddy Cool Diesel that's all you have to fucking do like it's so fucking simple like uh, and eventually you know you you let the motherfucker run wild like Batista like it's it's super simple it's literally Black Warlow so <laughs> like. You know, uh, so like they need to, you know, get the fuck on it, like and and figure it out.
3: Yeah, and then because like
0: every, every three months or every three four months, like this this like seems to like pop up uh, in, in a big force on Twitter, and I never talk about it on Twitter because it's like you I don't, don't know th- who, you don't know who's using Good Faith, right? I'm like, all right, um, I don't think it's the medium <laughs> for it for something because I think it's a lot more diverse. Like the question. And the conversation is a lot more simpler than just push black wrestlers. Because let's be honest, it's not just a, hey, just push black wrestlers thing. It's like, all right, let's try to get good wrestlers and also stick to what you said you would be. Like, it's it's not just a sign any black motherfucker off the street. Like, it's a, you know, hey, you 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 what you said like that's right. that's kind of like right. you know how this is you, you put you put stuff
1: out in these press conferences <laughs> and the media availabilities and and have more or less like a i guess a, a mission statement type of thing is like all right we're going to hold you to that you put these you put these nice you know um, flowery words out there we're going to hold you to that cuz we didn't ask, we didn't ask you to do this you did
3: Yeah. right and the thing is like there's so many talented black men and female wrestlers that are out there they they should pull up the for the culture card that never happened because of COVID and see who who was all all on that card and trying to bring some of those guys in
0: Trisha Dora we saw her wrestle Kylan King um, at at GCW like I I seen Kylan King uh, pop up on AW Dark Trisha Dora is right there
1: wasn't uh, uh wasn't Faye Jackson like at these tapings yeah.
0: I don't know if she if she wrestled or anything but she was definitely there hmm interesting so
1: uh okay <sighs> I, I guess it's now the James Boyd segment of the show well I, I watch
3: NXT James so oh,
1: yeah that's right you do <laughs> alright so uh okay so we got I'm gonna try to get through this in like 10 minutes so buckle up. All right, so NXT this week opens up with Keith Lee. He cuts his very good babyface promo about all the stuff he's been through. His uh, his head trainer passed away recently. I don't know what from or what causes. Uh, but he but uh, he said that like, he was like a father figure to him. He talked about uh, you know all the things in the world he was alluding to because you know I uh, to talk about you know <laughs> uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the police. I'm oh, sorry, um, the uh, public uh protests or COVID on WWE television, but he's alluding to that stuff obviously. Um, it's in a different universe, James. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So he um so he says you know, th- you know, uh I wanna I you know, I had this talent I had this drive, but you know, I, none of it matters with none of it meets opportunity. Uh so um he talks about he brings out Dijack and he's like, This is because I got these two belts now because in part because of you, because of what we drove each other to over the last year and these matches that we've had. So um I talked to Regal, you're getting the first title shot. Um Dijack is looks smaller. And he, uh, by the way, but he, uh, he looks surprised and he's like, all right, well, when you want to do this, do this match? Well, I got my gear on, so let's do it tonight. He looks kind of, he looks kind of hesitant, but then like, uh, Keith Lee kind of like edges or eagers or, uh, can encourage him to, edge them on to have the match. So they, they, up eventually having the match later tonight. Um, well, what if he wanted to train or something like, Right, right, oh, right? <laughs> he smaller. um, he's like, bro, I want a
0: game plan. So, hey. It's amazing that uh, dJ is back because last we knew he was caught up, and then once he they was. had that, yes, he got caught up to Raw, and then once they had that shake up, let's just say he ain't on Raw no more. Ah, For okay. the time being,
1: okay. Because like I remember, he had I thought about like a couple. Weeks, like, where is Dijak? Because like last time I saw him, he uh he did that job to uh to Gargano, like mm-hmm. back yeah. in June, so. Or maybe it was late May.
3: So I was like, I wonder where he was. Okay, so... Well, I think that was part of like Keith Lee's line where he was like, I know you've been contemplating what you want to do with your career.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... And Chelsea did,
0: Greenland, she's
1: also disappeared. Uh, yep. So, so yeah. And then it was funny because that, uh, they showed a video clip of Keith Lee winning the title, and it showed basically like more table setting like NXT is cause all the hot shotting they do is they always have to keep like every three weeks has to find like a new status quo but then like they hot shot and then like they have to find a new setting like Triple H is really good at doing this but it's also fucking exhausting cause it's like it's not stable and you they never it's almost like you never actually cycle through to get to where you you know to get through all the satisfies inclusion after you set the table about all these options to go through but anyway um it showed like you know uh, like Cross and Balor and Gargano and Kashida and Cameron Grimes and Damian Priest after after he won the uh, the NXT title and talked about how like they're all like were watching and talked about how they were caught up in watching and they even through Loomis in there too, but um but yeah anyway we get Kevin Grimes and uh, that was before the, the promo to open the show but then we after the promo and in the title uh, match being called we end up getting uh, Damian Priest versus Kevin Grimes, um. It was a good match. It wasn't a great match. It was a fun match. Um, lots of, lots of striking. Um, a few twists and turns here. Ultimately, at the end, this, you know, same problem with Cameron Grimes is like, they betray him as a geek. He never beats anyone ever clean. So, uh, he ended up losing this match. I thought it was a fun, um, finish where he goes for the, for the cave in, his double stomp. He, uh, Priest moves out of the way by the ropes. So uh, Cameron Grimes is getting caught in the ropes. Priest then gives him a, a a jumping spin kick to the back of the head, and then he ends up hitting his finish for the, for the win. Um, what do you think of the match, Jeremy?
3: Yeah, like you said, I thought it was a fun little match here. Um, kind of continue, or I guess maybe end the feud now, since that Priest defeated Grimes and got revenge in this win here. Um, he had a pretty cool, he had a, um, a Raiders edge to the apron oh God, on Grimes. That was nasty looking. Uh, but yeah, fun match here. Like you mentioned with Grimes, he's kind of been one of these guys that's like 50 50. They give him a big win one week and then he ends up losing the next time he wrestled. And so like, he hasn't really been going up. He's just kind of been in the middle, like this kind of stayed where he's at because he'll beat Balor and then he'll lose Damien Priest, or he'll have to cheat to beat Damian Priest, and then he's going to end up losing again, and so he's just 50-50, kind of back and forth, and so he hasn't really been elevated. He's just right. kind of this mid-card geek that kind of, like, right. sneaks up on these wins, right. and then, because he's like this cocky, arrogant geek, he brags
0: about it until he finally gets beat. Right. Man, so like, What y'all like, saying is that man's like, Junior Roger Strong. Ah, uh, nah, Roger Strong beats people ass,
1: but the like, <laughs> thing with, with, uh, the thing with um, your, boy, in the <laughs> your boy, your well, boy, well, Roger Strong, like I guess now, but like Roger Strong, like three months ago, nah. Um, uh, what was I wasn't gonna say about um, Cameron Grimes, like he talked about how he got the win over Balor. The same thing when he got the win over um Damian Priest before. It's like that whole thing, that whole storyline is he talked shit about Balor. Balor walked out while he, said, while he was talking that noise and said, say it to my face now. He didn't want no smoke, and then you get a match next week. Then, all of a sudden, Balor, in the middle of beating the piss out of uh, Cameron Grimes, Daniel Priest comes out with a nightstick and ends up hitting him in the leg, and then uh, Grimes took advantage of that and got the pin. So then... Uh, I think either next week or whatever order it was, at the takeover, Balor beat Priest and, at the, and it got a rematch. Um, Damian Priest got, uh, sorry, uh, Balor got a rematch with uh, Grimes and he beat the piss out of Grimes. So then uh, your boy uh, Grimes is talking noise about the beating that uh, Priest got from Balor. And then you had this whole back and forth where like, they have a match. Priest beats him up. They have a second match. Priest has a bad back. Uh, Grimes gets a win, and then on the rematch, it was fair. Grimes gets his ass whooped. It's like, all right, this is like he's just a bottom or mid mid card guy. Like he can he can't be he never beats anybody that's good, clean, ever um, or important. So anyway. Uh, after that, we get Thatch as Thatch Can Wrestling Part 3, I believe. Um, he talks about the win he had against, uh, Lorcan about the Fujiwara armbar. He, he, uh, he talks about it, it's something to make someone, ta- it's one thing to make someone tap out. It's another one to make them cry and feel helpless. And he puts somebody in a whole, in a, in a Fujiwara armbar again and he, talks about he makes him cry and the dude starts cussing and they bleeped it I thought it was funny Uh, and then he says alright that's the end of class Uh, you know put ice on that or whatever else and uh, then he moves on I'm I'm thinking I feel
2: like I
1: thought there was going to (laughs)
2: be
1: I feel like they've already done all they can do with this I I need to figure out how to get more out of this character
3: because it's like you're kind of retreading what you've already done already yeah, I thought I, I I like these segments, and I think it's kind of a great job to kind of build them up, and give them kind of backstory. But like you mentioned, right. at some point, like you just can't keep doing having him beat up young boys, you know, every
2: week. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> and, and also, it's like the same move, um, like like these are definitely getting over the Fujiwara armbar in the uh, the single Austin leg crab, crab. Yeah. right? In um, and, and stuff, but it's like, all right, hey. like you're you're a catch guy. You have way more. You have, more than one move like you should show them the sugar hold so
0: <laughs> hey, that, that man got more moves than Rey Mysterio <laughs> <so>? <laughs> the Rey Mysterio one move the head scissors head scissors
1: so uh, then we get a uh, Shotzi Blackheart versus Andy Hartwell it went short L- long story short it wasn't good um out comes Robert Stone. He, he's in a walk. Commentary <laughs> Commentary is awful because uh, Tom Phillips is working heel. Beth is playing babyface, but Beth is like... Beth is saying it was okay for Shotzi to run over uh, Robert Stone's foot with her mini tank. And Tom Phillips is rightfully incredulous like, what the hell are you talking about? He's a victim! Uh, so... It just didn't work and then out comes Robert Stone in a walking boot and then um, it's a distraction for Aaliyah to interfere in the match and then and, and push Shotzi off of the top rope. She falls and he gets up, hits her with the big boot like she's Charlotte Flair for the win. Boy.
3: Yeah. Yeah, not good.
1: Yeah. Uh, we get a promo from Tegan. Um, it's just basic, generic NXT. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a title match. I'm going to win. I'm a baby face. Root for me. Uh, so. Oh, LOL. Well, Babyface yeah. is going win. We already knew. <laughs> so, then we end up getting, uh, getting a, this vignette, or not vignette, this, a uh, segment with, uh, I guess at, uh, El Hijo de Fantasma's house. Sorry. Santos Escobar's house. Um, <laughs> and is Legato, or, Del Fantasma, and they're together. They're drinking. They're having fun. Your boy is rich. <laughs> A nice house, <laughs> nice nice dwelling, nice decor, paid. That man's um, name
0: is Escobar.
1: Right. <laughs> right. It was fantastic. So they're all in nice suits and they're sitting around a table and they're drinking. And um Phantasma uh talks about how um you know more stuff's about like building his legacy. Um and then he puts over he, he, he puts over um Mendoza calls him just a, a, a great technical wrestler, a specialist. And then he talks about how wild when he's in the air, it's, it's death, um, uh, for, for the opponents. Um, and he also talked about how like he's quickly dispatched and he's done with, uh, Drake Maverick. And he said, he had this great line where he says like, all, all this did do was, was cry on YouTube to get get his job back.
0: (laughs) He
1: He murdered this man and then he's murdered him on the mic. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, that's
1: that's that's like Joe, so like yeah, bro, like El Hijo Dan Fantasma slash uh, Santos Escobar, definitely on my list of like top promo guys. Like you know, I got that list of like where was this, where was this like list of of good pro, consistent good promos like last year compared to this year? Like this year, we're getting hella promos. Obviously, you know because of the what we're dealing with now, but like the pandemic has brought the promos out. Um, so then we ended up. <sighs>
0: <laughs> oh, that was an accident
1: oh I thought you were like was he gonna do a read okay so then we get DiJack versus Lee um they basically had a yeah we're not gonna do any flippy things we're just gonna come out here and have a regular uh like 1990 early 90s good Hulk Hogan match almost um well there was less there was less Hulk, Hulk hulking up it was more of just like we're gonna go back and forth and just do like regular big man wrestling um it was fun. Uh it took a while to get going, but once it got going it was fun, but it was like it was the weakest match on NXT. Uh what do you, what do you think of it, Jeremy?
3: Yeah, I agree with you. It was definitely the weakest match that they've had in NXT and probably their overall series of matches in their career, but obviously this match was unadvertised. I get why they were, yeah. you know, trying to go out here and have a five star match. It was something to do to in the meantime until they build up peacefully the
0: next real challenger, so so you, I mean to tell me, so you mean to tell me they didn't randomly flip both belts to die jack in an unimpressive match?
2: <laughs> no,
1: they did not do that. <laughs> hey, yeah.
0: bro, bro, hey, you know, you, you know, Vince
1: Vince is all in the all, all in the kitchen, so who knows? Um so after the match, uh Scarlet comes out. Uh, the lights go black, Scarlet comes out, she walks down, she's holding a a a bag, and, and I'm like, I already know what's in this bag. So sure enough, she walks up. Uh, while Dijak and um, Keith Lee are in the ring and she dumps out the bag and the contents of it, or what do you think's the contents of it, Rich?
0: Uh, it's gotta be that fucking uh, that fucking hourglass that she has.
1: You are correct, sir! It is the broken parts of the hourglass with some of the sand um, and I guess we go to commercial break and we come back and they're interviewing Dijak backstage I- and asked about his thoughts on this potential, or, you know, the, I guess the Keith, or, uh, whatever, um, cross-marking, uh, Keith Lee as next, or whatever the fuck that was, uh, and Dijek was like, yeah, man, uh, you know, I've wrestled Keith Lee, I know Keith Lee, that is not Keith Lee, he's on another level now, so, like, cross- Cross is in for you know he's gonna get his ass whooped. All of a sudden, Cross walks up. Keep mind, Cross in every situation he's been in the NXT, he's been t- much taller than everyone he's ever faced. He walked up on Dijak and he had to look up, and I was like, "Oh, you're killing his gimmick, you idiots!" So, <laughs> like, he walks so, up with the crazy. I just one thing to walk up with the crazy eyes. Another one to walk up and look straight up with the crazy eyes. Like, bro, he finna... to <laughs> oh,
0: You <laughs> Like, yo crazy is not matching up with these physics.
1: Right, right. Um, so, so they, all of a sudden, Cross said something to him in some language. I don't know if it was Latin or if it was Croatian. I don't know, but DiJack knew it because of course, right? <laughs> he knew what the language was, you know, uh, it, it reminded me of, a... <laughs> it remind me of, a the young that young drove from two thousand six. Uh, Best thing smoking. He's like, drove you me. Drove you from ATL, nigga. How you talk Russian?
2: It's like, well, how, how
1: do you how do you know this language anyway? So, um, they brawl basically from the the interview area to like the door behind the like the door just to like the guts of the arena or whatever full cell or PC whatever, um, and. Basically, there is a crash pad. We don't see it, but we know there's crash pads. They're not finna just have, you know, Karen Cross hit a suplex on concrete onto, uh, uh give, give one to Dijak. So, they did this spot where he ends up getting suplex. They make you get the uh, sound effect of him in concrete. He's basically out cold. Uh, you know, he, Cross always wears a suit and a tie. So, he goes to rip off the tie The tie he can't get the tie off this tough man just lifted the 270 pound motherfucker but he can't rip a tie off he man. leaves the tie alone and he walks away and then all of a sudden you see you know by that t- time with all the you know delay with the camera and stuff like the crash pad has been moved and Dijak's basically been kind of left for dead um get another or so then we go to a match with Thatcher in, in, actually let me ask you this, Jerry. What do you think of, uh, this, this little build to next week between, uh, Dijak and Cross?
3: Uh, you know, I thought it was fine. Um, I know some people were complaining that Dijak was, you know, selling too much for the, the, the suplex on the concrete. I mean, he he did (laughs) suplex him on concrete. So I was fine for that. Should be interesting build. Clearly they're just going to feed Dijak to Cross. Right. Build. I'm, I'm guessing takeover. Um, in August is gonna be Keith Lee versus Cross or both titles or one title, however they're gonna do it. Um, so yeah, we'll see where that goes.
0: What about the other hot match I heard that got announced for next week? We'll we'll get into that in a second. Oh, okay. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we end up getting Thatcher versus Denzel Dejanet. Dejanet is no longer doing the uh, the nineties hip hop guy thing. He is now in the
0: trunks. He is now a shooter uh uh so so the standard um nXt uh cycle of life for for the trainee person like they had like I remember like angelo Dawkins he was right. coming to the ring with the headphones then he was doing like shooter gimmick right. and then right. like he was a street prophet so like ah right. uh, nice nice to see Denzel denette jump yes. his his second uh second stage yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they start in like they it looked like they were in a fucking real wrestling match, like amateur wrestling match, for a second. I was like,
0: "Yo, what is?"
1: He, like he took his back so quick. i like, "Yo, what's going on here? Is he shooting?" So, <laughs>
0: so they was doing a like they had uh, Denzel Dejanet participate in a tough white man match.
1: Um, more or less, and he held <laughs> his own, and it was damn good. It was fun. It was only like a two minute match. Like basically like, given what we've seen with the, the promo, the thatch-thatch can stuff, the riddle matches, the the lurking match, it's like, that dude's a dangerous dude. If he kisses hands on you in a, in a submission hole, you're fucked. So, it's like, alright, DJ D- Nail's like, alright, I'm not gonna let this dude ever get his hands on me, or his feet on me. I'm always gonna be on this man's back. So, like, he kept getting that man's back and kept, like, lifting him up and tossing him to the ground, like, you know, like, like the amateur wrestling stuff. And then eventually... He slipped up, and then uh, Thatcher got a got a um, a single leg uh, Boston crab, and he you know he put the you know he, he's been talking about how he used that you know the blade of his forearm to you know make it super painful. So like he basically showed you an alternate submission here, and he, he hit it on put it on him, got a quick submission, and then like he went back and t- put it on him again um, until Lorkin came out and cleared him out of the ring and whooped, the, whooped some ass uh, with the KT tape on his on his bad shoulder from. Him. Uh, Thatcher doing him in a couple weeks ago, so they're going to get a rematch. I, so it's going to be tough, white man match number two. I cannot wait.
3: <laughs> what do you think of the angle, Jeremy? Yeah, I thought it was a good angle. I like only looking This has been a good little feud with him and uh, Timothy Thatcher. Uh, I like Denzel Desjardin a lot too. Yeah, he's actually been doing a shooter gimmick for a, a little while now on the Largo Loop, and he was also an evolve while the, when that was still running. Um and working those shows as well with the shooter gimmick. So uh I, I like it for him. He 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 does have a you know, an amateur wrestling background and obviously you can tell in this match, and so he's a guy I, I like to see them actually try and do something with. Like he's very competent for these two minutes and on a logo loop and the ball, he's doing some good stuff. So another, you know, young black wrestler that you can invest in.
1: Um so here, Rich, is where we get it. We go uh We are somewhere in full sail. Robert Stone is bringing. Always comes
2: back to Robert Stone.
1: (laughs) Robert Stone.
2: Robert Stone. Stone Fuck Robert Stone.
1: (laughs) Robert Stone is backstage, or at full cell somewhere, and he brought a camera crew with him to document this as, thinking the camera will protect him as if like, the camera didn't wasn't there when he got his fucking leg rolled on last <laughs> week. Whatever. Yes. So, he walks up with Aaliyah, walks up on Killian, oh, actually, he, it's just him at first, right? He walks up on Killian Dane, and he's like, look, that was a mistake, I was put, I was, you know, I was in a bad situation, bad, put in a bad position by, uh, Shotzi and the and the cup of coffee went flying. That was not actually intended for you. I'm sorry. Please don't hurt me. And then all of a sudden Leah walks up and says <sighs> Along something along the lines of Robert, Robert, look at the picture that Loomis drew. Shows a picture the caricature pictures. Uh and in it it shows like Keith Lee becoming the champion from last week. Something uh else happened from last week, can't remember, and then it showed like Robert Stone's foot, Shotzi in the tank, or Shotzi in the tank, and then a wet, uh, Killian Dane, Killian Dane sees it and says, and grabs him by the by the coattail or the by the lapels and says, "Listen here, little geek. You want me to not whoop your ass? Get me a match with uh, that there Dexter Loomis." And he went off running and got the match. So then, right before they go out to the main event, they announce it along with DiJack versus Cross. You're going to get <laughs> on your Wednesday wrestling war. <laughs> Killian Dane versus <sighs> Dexter Loomis. Um, change that's the suck. channel. Yeah. yeah. I, now, yeah, that, now that I'll is. draw. What
0: you say? I'll draw. Oh, <laughs> just awful. Just change the channel. Just ugh, ugh. You know, it will not work with Killian Dane, I'm sorry. It will not yeah. work with Desert Loomis in
1: that gimmick either.
3: But yeah, you know, this man Killian Dane is hairy. I I, I think yeah. he needs some help. Written. Yeah.
0: I, I think I think, you know, when you, when you look at Killian Dane with all that body hair and it just reminds me of one thing. It's like, man. This would change his life. Manscaped. For on for like twenty percent off if you use the code suplex at manscaped.com, we can help we somebody can help Killian Dane out. Even if you don't buy it for yourself, you can buy it and get it sent to Killian Dane.
3: Mail straight to the PC. That that man sent two of them. He needs two of the 3.0s to you know, get all the chest, the back, and wherever else he, he got hair at.
0: If I'm not mistaken, is, isn't he with Nikki Cross? They're is married. Yes, him? they're married. They're, okay. So like Nikki Cross can have one of the manscapes in her hands uh, doing the front or whatever he or, or the back. He can take care of like the chest hair or, or whatever, you know, he, he needs to take care of like we, we need to make sure Ms. Killian Dane. Uh, is living a a nice, clean manscaped life, you know Um, I'm I'm just looking at it, thinking about some of the things that um, can actually help uh, Killian Dane, it's like uh, he can definitely use the, uh, the, the premium battery because with all that hair, he's going to need the battery life. It's going take, it take uh, a long
3: time to get all that clean.
0: Correct. Um, you know, he's going to need that LED light because, you know, he's, you know, he's usually, he seems like a dark individual. You know, <laughs> he, he needs some light in his life. You know, um, you know, he, he can definitely use the 7,000 RPM motor with the quiet stroke technology because like, yo, I don't think he's really getting the job done with with six thousand RPMs. Um he <laughs> You know, you know, get rid of the junk, Killian Dane. Like and remember, like if you want to help Killian Dane out, you know, just use the code suplex at manscape.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscape dot com and use the code word suplex. Remember, when you see Killian Dane and then think of yourself. As Jerry Springer said, take care of yourself and each other.
1: <laughs> so the main event from, from NXT on Wednesday was NXT Women's title match between Champion Io Shirai versus Challenger Tegan Nox. Uh, they start the match. Uh, they do the pre-ring, uh, the, the pre-match introductions and announcements and all that kind of stuff. And Tegan extends a hand uh, to shake hands. Eo don't shake hands. She not. She slapped her hand away, and then they immediately got to wrestling. They quickly got uh, the ring announcer out the ring and quickly got the belt out the way so they could go, get to it. Um, match went, you know, a lot longer than I thought it would have gone. Um, I figured it would have been like a 15, 18-minute thing. It was like a 26-minute or twenty-six minute thing or 20-minute thing or whatever else. Uh you know, my, depending on what copy you have, um, copy. So, um, uh, like I don't have the network. But, uh, yeah, so early on, I thought the match is kind of there. I thought that Tegan wasn't particularly good at all. Um, or not, all, I wouldn't say that bad. I would say, like, she wasn't as good as she normally is on NXT. Um, and then eventually, at a certain point, I can't remember when, but, like, it, it flipped and, like, the match got really good in a hurry. Um, and, you know, ultimately at the end um they get to actually I know what it's, when it changed. Um when they end up getting to the outside, EO gets Tegan against the still steps. She goes charging for a double knees, Tegan moves, EO uh hits knees hit the uh still step. Uh and then from there EO is selling her knee, uh, but like not super hard. Like she can still run everything and but like it's like she's clearly hampered. Um and then, you know, from there um the near falls start happening and then EO ends up winning at the end with a moonsault. But I thought it was a very good match. Uh it's a match that, you know, I can see someone giving somewhere between like three and a half to three and three quarters.
3: Yeah, it was a very good match. I think I was about that in that range for the rating. Um but I gotta say though, like with Tegan Knox, I, I I don't know if it's just me, but I find her a little bit corny.
2: Yeah, because they
1: haven't given her anything except for I'm I'm recovering from what happened to my knees twice. That's her that's whole personality, is I've rehabbed.
3: Yeah, and then, like, with the wrestling, like, she's good, but, you know, we heard all this buzz, you know, how Triple H, you know, wanted to yeah. make her win the May Young Classic right. and beat EO, and I'm like, she's fine, but, like, I don't see what Triple H is seeing where, like, she's this blow away worker and she should be winning everything. I'm just like, she's all right. Like, this was the right call, like
0: eo should have been here,
1: <laughs> I think
0: well I, Brian Albertrez told a long story about how this shit gonna end up like Tegan finally wins that fucker from Dakota
1: yeah, I don't think that i I don't think that's gonna happen because it's like they could have just put the belt right back on Rhea if they were gonna go through all that <laughs> um but anyway um i uh
0: Boy, if Dakota Kai beats Io seen- e. for the belt, Caleb Baldwin, I want you to stunt on James like never before. Yeah, I'm not concerned.
1: <laughs> I'm just not concerned. Like, I, I, I really don't think that she's not going to make it to a takeover without defending it. I just don't. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think um, I i never seen Tegan before she blew her knee out either time. So I don't know what she used to be. Um, I'm sure, I mean, I can pull some stuff up off of stardom. Uh, world, and they figure it out, but I just haven't done it yet. Um, but, like, I think she's a good wrestler, I just don't think that she's on the level of Io Shirai, because she's not.
0: Um, no like, shame. I, yeah. the, like, Io Shirai is, like, you know, the shit.
1: Right. right. So, um, it's just, it's weird, and also, like, another part of the while I'm watching the match is, like, she keeps doing the ch- the choke slam, so I'm like, okay, is Io gonna do her spot on the choke slam? Uh, like, you know, Kagetsu does choke slam from time to time, or used to because she's retired. But like, EO EO turns the choke slam into a hurricane rana. So I'm sitting there waiting for it, and like, do it. Okay, not this time. Oh, okay, she got out of it. Okay. Oh, she's doing it for again. Hit it with the her. No? Okay. Alright. So I was, I was sitting her waiting on that spotlight. I just, there's one spot that I want to see, and I never got throughout <laughs> the whole match. But, you know, whatever. Um, she, she
3: did uh, kill her with a Shote at the end. Though. Yes, she
1: did. Yes, yes. That was the end of the match. Like, uh, she, last near fall, uh, She's going for the shiny. She said it for the, uh, for the, for the, uh, shiny wizard or whatever else. And all of a sudden, EL said, no, hold <laughs> this fucking, um, mm. <laughs> strike to the face. And then she saw, and Tigger saw her very well. And then it lead, to, led to the finish. But I was like, um, but yeah, it was a good match. I feel like, it, you know, if this is a takeover stage or whatever else, uh, they have a better match or in a different setting. Uh, I, I didn't think this was like the best match they could have. Uh, I thought it was just a uh, go out there. Show them what you can do, um, but don't like empty the tank. I, I feel like they're going to have a rematch down the line at some point. Um. So, so
3: yeah. Uh. Those are the t- that's NXT. Um. But don't forget Dakota Kai came out. Oh yeah, and that's right. Attack Set up the next program. She hit her with a big boot,
1: and she, he might. Uh, a few weeks ago, she called her out, which is so. Um. Good luck. Good
0: luck to <laughs> to Dakota. <Kai>. Sorry, <laughs> uh, when Dakota Kai goes over Eo, that's going to be a. That's gonna be a day. You know, when, yeah. when you know what it's work. gonna be
1: like? There's gonna be like how there's the first twenty minutes of this show when I buried evil. <laughs> 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 it's up for the NXT women's Division. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So we we've gone from we've gone from Paige to Charlotte Flair to Sasha Banks to Bailey to Oscar to Ember Moon to Shayna Baszler to Kyrie, Sane, to Rhea Ripley, <laughs> to Charlotte Flair again, to Io Shirai, and <laughs> the person you're gonna make a champion is Dakota Kai because she has a six-footer for a heater. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> and she still finds ways to lose even with a six-foot heater.
2: <laughs> I
1: would be, be fucking enraged. I'm laughing at how mad I would be if they did some dumb shit like that.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying like, really? like it felt like this Tegan Knox thing like Eo ain't the one that she's been meant to beat and like she always been linked with Dakota Kai
1: but it's been done to death already they've had like seven matches
0: they don't care <laughs> <laughs> how many matches have Dajang and Lee had
1: <laughs> right but they haven't had a match since what February <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm.
1: gotta have um, some restraint you can't just like yeah we're gonna have, have a feud, and then we're gonna rust each other like every three weeks.
0: Well, I don't on. think I don't think they go immediately to it, but you know, as far as the long term, that would be the thing if they go that direction.
1: <laughs> I I have a hard time. Ma- I mean, they, then again, they
0: they takes her ass to the main roster. But here's my thing, right? Like contract.
1: If, if you, pu- I have a hard time imagining them pulling <laughs> up. Uh, eo without also having to pull up Rhea, and it's like okay so you mean to tell me that you're gonna in a span of what so from january to what the summer you pulled out Shayna baszler bianca belair eo shirai and Rhea ripley it's like so and you haven't done shit with uh with <laughs> Shayna basz or bianca belair so it's like Contrast so, coming so, so we just pulling people huh okay makes sense you no know i'm saying like if it I, I can't imagine that you make Dakota Kai the champion in a world where, like, <laughs> Rhea Ripley's still fair. Like, you got to pull up both of them. You can't pull out one of them. You got to pull up both of them at the same time, meaning EO and Rhea. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why the heater's there. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> you know uh, you know, uh, Raquel and, uh, and Rhea are fr- really, like, best friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're like You can't wait to have a match that's no. only y'all two that feel that way we don't see yeah. that shit but I want to see Real Ripley in great matches with people I want to see that shit <laughs> <laughs> anyway um,
0: Look, they, the, you already know how they do it they, they give me a um, a shot at Dakota they give Shotzi a shot at Dakota for a couple months until Tegan finally comes back around and wins that bitch offer
3: you
1: mentioned me and
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Candice probably nah.
0: Can't oh, heal. Can't heal. Candice gets him ready for to to fight Dakota. <laughs> <It's
1: just the> <laughs> gatekeeper.
0: <laughs>
1: Babyface gatekeeper.
0: <laughs> heel gatekeeper. <get> <laughs>
1: yes. This you will always be a challenger. You will never be a champion. Uh. Okay. Um. Only thing left is stardom. Oh yeah. So, so, so I guess I gotta.
0: Uh, actually I'm, I'm gonna give the guests the honor of of um of, of the catchphrase you know i I know uh you know Josh has liked the crib this but I'm gonna let Jeremy you know since uh you know Jeremy's on the show with I'm gonna let Jeremy hit the catchphrase James
2: hit the music <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so um, last week we did the two main events from last weekend shows. Undercards are now up. Undercard was fire. Um, I can't remember the last time in one week on a non-Corican uh, week where you had this many good matches um, in stardom. Like uh, I gave a I gave a list to Jeremy um, a couple days ago, and uh, I, I'm looking around. I go I was looking to see if went to the grapple app and looked around and wondered like you know what are people giving these matches that I gave matches maybe I'm tripping I don't know I'm looking I'm like all these matches are consistent like all these matches are you know four stars three and three quarters three and a half and then I look and I look at Jeremy's and like Jeremy's ratings are like almost identical to mine I was like huh how about that like i gave him i i didn't tell him these matches were i didn't tell my ratings i just like i wonder what he thinks i think jeremy's probably the fairest greater of a, a, a raider of star stars that i that i know so on a personal level so um that was cool so yeah anyway um under cars of these matches, you have a triple threat match with Mayu and Momo and Konami. That's fucking great. They, like, Mayu is more or less kicking both of their asses and both of them are basically motioning. They want title shots in the future and then they proceed to beat this, lady, like, take turns beating the piss out of Mayu to Mayu's just like fucking done and through. Um goes to a 15 minute time limit, but it was a great 15 minutes of action. Uh, the end is just like incredible stuff. Um, you end up seeing a spot where Konami, um, after working over Mayu, ends up uh, getting or actually choke or sleeper hole suplex her Mayu on her neck, and it goes for the triangle answer neck crank. Um, <laughs> and she's trying to get a submission, but then Momo comes out of nowhere and hits her with the, the the running meteor, the double knees. Um, there's a spot with the, where Konami hits a double uh, suplex and suplexes both of them the Germans. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, just, there was a spot where Mo- Mayu has Momo up for a tombstone. Konami comes in the ring and just head kicks the back of Mayu's head, and, like, it knocks out Mayu, but Mayu then just drops Momo right in her head. I- just a great match. Um, I probably took up all the air out of it, but what do you
3: think of the match? Yeah, it was a, a really great match, and I just love like, you no, know- Normally, the, the triple threat formulas we see is, like, one person goes out, two people wrestle. and there, there wasn't a whole a lot of that. Like, pretty much all three of them were, like, all go the whole time. And I love, like, especially at the beginning, there's a lot of really cool, like, three-way, like, pins and reversals into pins. And, like, Mayu at one point was, like, pinning both of them at the same time, like in a, a double schoolgirl. So That's was, right. Like, yeah, That's so right. it's pretty cool, like, you know, innovation that way. And, yeah, it was a really fun match. Um, you know, and with the draw, you protect... Momo and Konami, they didn't get pinned or submitted and then you leave the door open for Mayu um, as Jungle Keona came out and challenged her.
1: Right, uh, yeah, um, uh, Mayu said, like, you two have gotten so much stronger since the last time I've wrestled you. Um, you both, you know, you're two people I want to fight for this belt. This belt needs to be defended because, you know, Quiet has kept. Mayu's only had two title defenses. She won the belt in, like, the beginning of November. Um, yeah, damn you COVID. So, um she says but there's somebody that I need to uh put this title in line against first. Um out come, she asked for Jungle to come out. Jungle comes out. She says that, you know, um uh, I understand if people have sympathy for me, um you know, given the stuff with Hannah, but like I will not be I will be fighting for myself and like I, I you'll be seeing the best of Jungle um, You'll be seeing the best Jungle Kiyomi you've ever seen. And she said, I believe that I can give a match um, on par with uh, Mayu Itani. And she said, like, you know, uh, that you're someone wise, but you're going to see the best of, like, the Vineyard of 2015 stardom, which the year she debuted against um, Mayu. And I thought, and. I'm fucking over the moon excited for this match. It's one of my top uh, most antip- anticipated matches of the year. When this shit got cancelled uh, over the COVID shit in um, February I was hurt because I was like I want to see these two fucking have the match that I, I just in my head thought they could always have. So like um so I, I can't wait for Friday when this match goes on. Um, I'm watching that shit immediately. Um, <laughs> you won't be able to. You won't be able to get. Either y'all won't be able to get a hold of me. But yeah, this match will be on a uh, Friday, uh, Friday morning. So like, I, you know, it might be the first thing I do is like check to see if that shit's sucks. because it's going to be like, I think, um, and I think it's an afternoon show. I'm not sure. Friday afternoon, I don't know. Probably not. But I have to look to find out.
0: Murray Bones, stay away.
1: Oh God. I, like, I, think I, I, think I, I don't know if I said it or if I thought it or if I just typed it down, and never put, send it out, but like, uh, the Kurkan Hall from Friday, I was like, I think I said in my mind, uh, at least, I was like, Murray, I will, I will get, I will get to the Atlantic and swim over there if you, if you, if you spoil this shit for me. Um, yeah, so, uh, other matches on that card. Um, you have a great Jungle Kiona in, um, not great, but a very good young girl, uh, jungle Kiana match versus, uh, little, Lil, Lil Um, she got more offense. I thought it in, got some near falls. So like the match was really end up being one of, one of, uh, a very good match ended up being like three and a half. Um, I'm kind of all over the place cause we can undercard, but like, uh, I'm trying to think what else was on this undercard. Oh, anyway, one of the other, uh, matches, uh, from before then, uh, the day before was, uh, Let's just skip that part. Momo and Azumi had a very good tag match with, uh, was it Mayu? Is was Mayu and Riho. That was very good. That's like three and a half as well. Um, but moving forward, they, you know, they get to Cork and Hall. Um, have any of y'all seen the Cork and Hall, uh, the last two matches?
3: No, not yet. Do you, ooh,
1: okay. Uh, do you want me to spoil them or is that cool?
3: You can spoil it for me. I don't, I don't okay. forget.
1: So um first match is uh the semifinal is semi I mean, in the semifinal uh for the white belt is Julia versus Konami. Tw- goes twenty minutes, match starts out, first five minutes is uh them wrestling or ground wrestling and Julia trying to get in and out of every single hole that Konami puts her in predicament that Konami puts her in. They eventually get up, um, they start brawling. Um that more favors Julia obviously, um, and then they ended up uh, from that point like the next uh, ten minutes, more or less. They pretty much start trading near falls between submissions, escapes, big moves. Uh, <coughs> really fun match. Um, I'm probably somewhere in three and three quarter range on it. Um, I, at the end, Julia ends up going hitting a um, her tombstone. Konami kicks. She picks her up right back up and hits her with another one, drops her under right fucking hand and her <laughs> for 3. Uh so that was a, was a really good match. Um next match is uh Nasco versus Tam. Now this is a match that was um that's a a the semi-final for the Central World tournament from earlier in the year where it's over the top rope elimination plus pin or submission. Um they're in the match because that whole half of the bracket are Half one quarter of the brackets blown up between two uh, draws, so that becomes a de the facto semifinal. Nasco is getting out Russell by Tam. Saki comes up. Saki got eliminated in the first round by Tam. Chiefs in the match. Ref lets it slide. They both end up. Uh, Tam is up over the top rope. Nasco comes through the second rope. Tam throws out natsuko she thinks she's won the match Nasco gets up comes back in the ring and throws her ass out for one of the worst baby face losses of the year <laughs> i was fucking furious when this happened uh so they end up having this match tam comes out last <laughs> natsuko lets you know how Nasco is fully on this evil shit bro like just like evil she comes out she wa- comes out with chairs and with saki and with uh um Nat- natsu Tam comes into the ring. She gets on the top, on the, well, the second rope to, you know, do her poses or whatever else. Chair to the back from that skull. And they're off to the races with all this heavy fucking heat. Fighting from underneath forever. Um, not forever meaning in a bad way, but like fighting from underneath. Uh, Tam keeps trying to fight from underneath. It turns to a brawl between the star, stars that are cornering. Um, Tam and Natsuko in, in, I'm sorry, Natsuko's corner of Natsu and and Saki, and Natsu and Saki are being the piss out of Mayu and Starlight Kid left and right. Um, So anyway, she, they end up, okay, so because there is uh, the less seating because of the COVID, um, they have now put up the New Japan metal gate around the ring. So early in the match, Nasco just Irish whips Tam into the steel gate like two or three times. It looks fucking devastating. Um works over her back, over her back. Tam fires up, mouse comeback. She goes eventually after a while, their chart train near falls. Then Tam finally hits her uh her German suplex or Tiger Suplex bridge pin. Back gives out because of the bad back. Storytelling. Um it looks like she's about to lose. <laughs> Um, ever since uh, the the tag league you know with the Arissa and Tam thing they've been wearing uh, they were wearing these uh, yellow wristbands the dream shine wristbands Tam's back is' in such just she can't do nothing she gets she looks at the wristband and she fires up like Hulk Hogan <laughs> more or less <laughs> she is uh, she a uh, basically at the end of it, she ends up getting to win. I don't know if she. I think she may have uh, hit her with a move. I can't remember if she rolled her off. I can't remember one way or the other. But Nasco gets up. She's furious. She lost. She throws a hissy fish. She beats up Tam. Uh, Tam celebrates. She's going to the final. Julia comes out. Uh, you know, they hate each other's guts. And that match is going to be at um, the Krookin Hall on Sunday, this coming Sunday. So um, between that, like. And these two matches, these two shows before the Corken Hall, like they're set up to have like a based like a two week stretch of just like incredible wrestling um, matches throughout. So, or not incredible, but, like good ass wrestling matches throughout the um, this like two week stretch. So, um, I'm excited for the triple threat match uh, for the high speed belt between <laughs> Riho and um, Starlight Kid and Azumi that Rich thinks is going to end up with uh, a. <laughs> Well, what was the what was the expression you said? Real's gonna do
0: to them. Uh, it's like Rio's gonna, gonna win the match, uh, stepping on them like the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Um, At WrestleMania Seven. Oh God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's that on Work the card. Arms
2: in the air. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think. What else is on that card? Uh yeah and we have Micah versus Momo that's those are three matches on that current card there now so far but on the on the uh Nagoya show that's going to have the Mayu in Jungle Red Belt match you also have like Dom Domando top 4 versus or four versus uh, the top 4 of Queen's Quest so um that's going to be a banger um and then you also get on the Osaka show you get uh Tam in, in Mayu versus Konami and Jungle in a tag match so that's gonna be great. mm Zumi versus uh Def san So be a lot of a lot of good wrestling uh from there and you know I keeps me from way far away from WWE
0: main roster. So check it out, y'all. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know if there's anything else. Uh Jeremy, uh let everybody know where uh we can find you and uh drop your plugs. yeah you
3: can follow me on twitter at jeremy l donovan uh, co-host keeping a strong style right here on this network you can follow us at chaos strong style on twitter we'll be dropping a new episode uh this coming tuesday we'll be reviewing uh lines break collision episode three that uh featured the debut of tom Lawler, and we'll be talking about new japan road which will be happening early monday morning our time and yeah reviewing that taking all your questions covering all the latest news and yeah, that's about it.
0: Hell yeah! Um, also, every Tuesday, I want to say Jeremy has uh, a column that breaks down our previews. AW Dynamite on socialsplace com, so you can check that out too.
3: That's right. Yeah, Donovan's Dynamite preview. Yeah, check that out. Yeah,
1: so definitely. Thanks for doing the show. Um, <laughs> I just feel like we all had to get our venom
0: out on how terrible. It was It was so uh, bad. Yes, it yeah, was. Usually we don't do like the immediate reaction in the shows. Usually we wait a day. I ended up having uh, something to do tomorrow night, um, but and maybe you guys will see. Uh, I'll, I'll keep that uh, close to the vest, uh, and you know whatever happens, I'll, I'll make sure y'all see it. But um... Yeah. so. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Oh, this man! I dropped my
2: phone.
1: <laughs> I've done this show with you for what? How many years now? And I've never dropped my phone. Just drop my phone right under the live mic. All right. Uh Yeah. Uh, so that's it. <laughs> so that's it of the show. Be sure to raise on whatever app you use and listen to this. Tell the folks about the Social Superplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at powerslam.tv, the sponsor for the show. If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling, you have over 5,000 hours to fish from all over the world. You can use the code Soul suplex to get your free month's trial. Check out prowrestlingtees.com slash SoSuplex and pick out some official SoSuplex suplex podcast network merchandise. Um, also, be sure to check out the rest of the shows on the network on Sundays, mostly Sundays, sometimes Mondays. You have one each radio of this show. Uh, Jeremy survey says Monday, Mondays or Tuesdays. It's Tuesdays. Okay, on Mondays or Tuesdays. <laughs> Keep the strong style. <laughs> uh, on Wednesdays we have the Rick and Clyde Wrestling Podcast. Um, every other Wednesday we have Grumman Watches Shit. On Fridays we have Getting the Ring, and on Saturdays we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later.
0: Help, Killian Dane.